Blog Talk Radio. I mean, we've had so much stuff happen. 
I, I mean, literally, we've had a lot of stuff happen. I'm going to have to tell you all about it afterwards, if it happens or if the play happens or if it doesn't. I'll tell you all what happened. But, you know, they charge for these plays, you know, these school plays, right? So I'm like, I'm a little worried because, you know, you don't want to charge for a bunch of shit, right? And we're, <laughs> and we're doing it. But, you know, we really, I mean, it's it's so sad because those of us who are on it have really worked hard on it. But I knew from the beginning because how it was being set up and stuff, I, I just kept having, because I kept having questions. And, you know, I'm the girl, I, I, my Virgo in me, the Virgo moon in me, and my Capricorn placements and stuff like to ask questions. I'd be like, well, you know what, do you, do you think it's smart to do that? Do you think it's this and that? And, you know, I started to feel like I'm the only black girl in the class in this particular teaching. Well, it's not a class. It's a teaching practicum for theater. And, I, you know, I don't want to be the only, I don't want to be the only angry black girl. <laughs> angry, you know, I don't care really, but, I, you know, I try to ease angry black women. And I've been trying to be calm, you know. This, this so I, I be asking a lot of questions, and it, you know, the stuff I was kind of pushing for, it turned out they should have did that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but anyway, it is what it is, okay? So, uh, yeah, so that's what's been going on. Been busy doing that. Plus, you know, I have some other classes going on, trying to finish up those. I have this costume design class, y'all. They got me making pants. <laughs> Y'all know I got a sewing machine, right? Shit. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, you know, I be in class sewing, like, using a serger and everything. I got one here, you know. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. But, you know, I've learned a lot about sewing and everything, and I actually kind of like it. It's, like, therapeutic. That's what, you know, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's kind of fun. It's not bad. So I, I, I'm like... I'm going to use my sewing, because I bought a sewing machine, so I'm going to use my sewing machine more, you know, and try to get more into it, make stuff for fun. So I think about making my girlfriends, my best girlfriends, because we have a couple of me and my, a couple of my best girlfriends, we have a little private get-together, like a fun get-together. They're going to know because they listening to the show probably, but shit, I'm going to tell y'all. <laughs> so we have a little get-together. It's two of, two of my other, I mean, I have a lot of girlfriends, but these, these two, we really close. Which is, you know, shout out to Brandy. Brandy, y'all know who was on the show, and Malika. So we always get together at Christmas, the holidays, at Brandy's. And, we, you know, we have drinks, and we talk, we discuss, you know, our lives and everything like that. So I was thinking about making them some pajama pants. <laughs> they will talk about my ass in those pajama pants. I hear them talk laughing now. They laughing right now. They listening. Malika, Brandy, shut up. <laughs> well... <laughs> But I was thinking about that, and I was like, that would be such a fun gift. Or some pajama shorts or something, you know? Like, you know, but last week I thought, you know, I thought I was doing all extra good on my, you know, my pajama pants, and I and I was I was surging them, and I cut off a little piece, and, the, you know, the teacher was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, how do we correct it? She said, this is a good thing because you're going to learn something extra that nobody else has learned, how to correct your, you know, your pattern, your thing when you go out pattern. I was like, oh, this is great. So she showed me how, like, you put things back on, like you add more material back on to your pattern and everything. I was like, this is kind of cool. And here's what I learned about myself, because I'm a slow learner. This is this is facts. I'm, a slow, I'm kind of a slow, it takes me time to get it. Really, seriously, it does. You know, especially hand things. Like, when I was a kid in school, I used to hate the arts, like anything that was artsy. I'd be like, oh, shit, like art, 
and all the kids be excited about art class, I wouldn't be because it would just take me a long time to get things, like even to to draw, to cut, to write. I'm still, I still am funky and cutting and shit like that, right? But once I learn shit, like I'd really be good at it. But it takes me a minute I, I, on arts and craft stuff. But it's funny because I do a lot of fun arts and craft stuff on my own. I, I'm a creative person, so it's so funny. This year, what I've learned about myself, and I'm going to get more into this in It's a Word, but one of the things I've learned about myself is that I'm creative in, in, in so many other ways. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, wow, like I kind of got this really creative vibe to me. And I learned this, too, before I took an art class. I, I, took, I did a bold step, right? I took a couple years ago. I was scared as shit, too. <laughs> I took this art class because, you know, in school I, I needed a... Um, uh, ex- uh, what is it? Shit. You know, elective. And so I, I took this art class and I was scared. I was like, oh, Lord, oh, my God, what am I going to I don't know. You know, they're going to ask me to draw. And the first time he asked me to draw, I was laughing. I was like, seriously? And it's like, it's an art class. I mean, drawing was like the secondary because you learn about art history and stuff like that, but you also drew in the class. Man, can I tell you, I did very well. I got an A in that class. It was so. I was shocked because I was like, I can't draw with this shit. I don't know how I did. But it was more about creativity and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, you know I'm kind of going into y'all, it's a word, but I'm not going to go into it right now. Cause, but, y'all, it's a word is going to be trust the process kind of and understanding that sometimes your talents can be in more things than you think. Like, you know, because that's what's been happening to me. I've been like, wow, oh, my God, who knew I could do that? <laughs> So that's funny, okay? But I still draw stick people, but, you know, y'all know what I'm saying, okay? All right, so that's been my kind of my, that's what's been going on with me, kind of been busy doing stuff. I got um, a script analysis class I'm trying to do. I got a teacher, another teaching class for theater, and it was so, let me tell y'all this. Oh, this was so fun. It's going to be in your, it's a word too. But I got to teach kids, okay, like, I got to read to kids because it's part of my creative drama for uh, teaching creative drama to children class or whatever. And so I got to teach, it was so funny, read to kids a, a, um, a storybook. It was so fun. I had a blast. I was talking to these guys like, yes, no. Oh, my God, it was so fun. I mean, it was because it was, kids are just, you know, they just real with you. <laughs> And I had a blast. It was just, it was a lot of fun, okay? It was fun because we did it via, uh, like, we did, usually, normally, we would go in the classroom and do it, but we couldn't, so we had to do it via video. And so I was really nervous because I interact with kids very well. I'm really good with kids. I love kids. So, uh, so, so I love playing with them. I like them, especially when they're not mine, right? <laughs> so... So, but it, but it was. I was a little nervous about us doing it via video. Like we were, we did it live. Like you know, the kids were around. They got, you know, they got to interact with us and everything. But it was a blast. They had so much fun. They interacted. They told. I mean, they were asking us questions about story. Asked us questions about college. It, it, it was so fun. I had a blast, and it was like I think it was kindergartners. My class was kindergartners. So it was fun. Right? It was fun. Kindergartners are different now. I feel like they're more high, they have more higher, like, I don't know, I feel like the kindergartners are much more smarter than when I was in school. (laughs) 
so it was it was it was fun. So that's some of the stuff I got to do. Uh, it's Scorpio season. Y'all like Carlotta? You just jumped from one thing to another. I know, I know. I'm excited. I got to talk to y'all. <laughs> it's Scorpio season, so you guys know what that means. Happy birthday to all the Scorpios. What's up, y'all? Happy birthday. It's our season. Well, we got about a week or two left. A week, week, about a week, a good week left in Scorpio season and it's sad season and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, my birthday was November 1st, right? 11-1, right? I missed, I missed Halloween by two minutes. I said God knew what he was doing. All Saints Day, you know, when the angels come out. I think it's that the Halloween story. Angels come out on All Saints Day and stuff like that to cleanse the earth or something like that. I forget the story. <laughs> but an angel was born, okay? Now remember the, a little bit of a little bit of an angel. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So November the first was my birthday, my forty ninth. I know, I know, I don't look it. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, but seriously, my 49th, I'm like, yo, like, I'm 49. Like, I'd never, like, I expected it, definitely. <laughs> but I'm like, I couldn't imagine it. And, like, there are things that have changed, you know, your body-wise. But internally, 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 I still feel like that. Kid, I, I feel like a kid. I seriously do. I don't really. I'm like, God, how are we gonna do this getting old thing? Because I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, I want to get old. That, that, that definitely. Hey, definitely want that. But I'm like, how do we do it with grace and fun? You know, because I, you know, I feel like I'm like this, you know, eternal kid here. Because I'm in. I mean, I really did. I, I, and I was a little nervous about 49. And we'll talk about that in this word. You know, yeah, I'm still nervous. You know, I'm still nervous, but still very excited. Okay, so we're going to talk about my, and my birthday went well. My family took me out to eat, had a great time, took me out for food. I, I ate, like, the whole week. I was eating everything. Like, I had to get back on my exercise routine. Like, get seriously these last couple weeks. I was like, oh, man, I got to get back because I've been eating everything. <laughs> I mean everything, every kind of sweet, every kind of anything you can think of, okay? <laughs> they gave, everybody gave me. So shout out to my family for uh, uh, for uh, a wonderful birthday, and my mommy for birth, for giving birth to me, and my dad, you know, for that great night y'all had, <laughs> right? And today is also my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, David. I'm, You know, my little brother, David, it's his birthday today. So I want to shout out to him. Uh, he's a Scorpio, too. Another Scorpio. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. All right. So, also, what else is going on that I need to talk to you about before I go into It's a Word and stuff like that? Power 2 is coming back. What we got? What we got? We got another week. You power too fast. Oh, my God. Y'all see the previews? I've seen, like, two. Two different ones. I am hyped. Courtney, I'm hyped, but I want you to make I, – I really want – I feel like that we're going too slow with Tyreek. I feel like Tyreek is not gangster enough yet. I mean, Tyreek was raised by Tom, by Tasha and Ghost, and Tommy has his uncle. Yes, Tyreek is treacherous, but I feel like he needs to be even more treacherous. I feel like 
Tyreek needs to be entering the gangster game at a at like a whole nother level. Like like almost at Monet's level right now. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm excited to see what his what what we will get from Power Book Two. Man, and I tell people I like Power Book 2 better than I do at Power. I really do. I'm serious. Now, I'm going to miss Tommy because they already hear that uh, Joseph Sakura, Tommy, a.k.a. Tommy, has his uh, the show coming, and, I, and people are saying it's going to be really good. I feel like, you know, I wish they wouldn't have separated Tommy from Tasha and him. I, I, I can't. I don't. I miss, I need. I miss Tommy. <laughs> but we'll see how it works, Okay. I mean, he can always come back to Power, Power Book 2 if, uh, you know, his version doesn't work. But I, but I think, what would he be? He would be Power Book 4. Would he be 4? I think so. He'll be 4 because 3 is Kanan and 4 will be Tommy. So, I, you know, and all of them have been great. I mean, Kanan is awesome. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, Joseph, of course, she's going to do she's gonna do a great. She's going to probably, Courtney Kemp is really probably writing the hell out of that one, right? So I mean, but I do feel like they need to cross cross each other every now and then, you know. That's just my personal opinion. That Power Book Two needs to cross with Tommy's Tommy's show every with four or whatever. So I just my personal opinion on that. Okay. So that's exciting news. Also, now you guys don't know. Like I have a list of my top female singers of all time. Right, my favorite. My favorites, and I have a strange list. I don't know. I don't know if it's really strange though. Some people might say it's strange. I don't think it's strange. But on the top of that list, okay, for me, since I was a little girl when I first saw her on television, and maybe it's nostalgia, you know, because I am a Scorpio and we take to nostalgia, you know. But since I was a little girl, I have loved Donna Summers. Oh my God, her voice. One of my favorite songs is on the radio. Oh, my God, I used to try to sing Donna Summers songs all the time when I was a kid. You know what I love about Donna Summers is because she has this, this Donna could sing anything, blues, jazz, uh, rock. I mean, she has this voice that just can go anywhere. So Donna Summers, Donna Summers is, I know y'all probably thought Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston is the greatest female vocalist of all time, as far as voice is concerned, okay? I, I, there's no other hands down. I love Whitney. But Whitney's not my number one female singer. She's in my top, but she be in my top five. I think she's in my top five, but she's not my number one. Okay. Number two, and I won't give you all my top five, but I got to give you my number two. And who I, I used to look up to as a singer because I used to love her. Her voice, every song that she used to put out, oh, my God, I I wanted to be so much like her vocals because I, I used to try to mimic, you know, Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills was number two for me. I'm so, I love, I've been loving Stephanie Mills forever. Okay, y'all, y'all don't give Stephanie enough of her flowers. Let me tell you about Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills is the Whitney of R&B. Stephanie Mills, is, if you want to have a queen of R&B, it's Stephanie Mills. Oh, yeah, count the hits, okay? She was the hood version because, you know, Stephanie never crossed over. She never got that crossover, but there's tons of Stephanie jams. Hey, Sweet Sensation, Never Knew Love Like This, um, 
where did uh, 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 where is the love? Uh, 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 something in the way you make me feel. I feel good all over Jesse. We just we 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 we'll be going for a long time. <laughs> I've learned to respect the power of love. Keep away, girls, which is my fa- that's keep away, girls, is my shit. Okay, I so many gems. Okay, Stephanie is like queen to me. I love Stephanie. Okay. There, you know, third would probably be Whitney for me. Fourth and fifth. Fourth, Patsy Klein. Y'all know I love me some Patsy. Patsy Klein. Yes, damn it, Patsy Klein. Fifth is Tina Marie. I love Tina Marie. Okay. I put some white people in there, but I love those, both those white chicks. It's soulful, soulful, soulful. Okay. But. That's probably my top five. It might change. The two might interchange every now and then, Patsy and and, and, and Tina. But that's my top five. Tina Marie, though. And, you know, number six would be Jill Scott because I love Jill Scott. I love her voice. But but Tina Marie, no, no, I'm going back. Not Tina Marie, but Stephanie Mills. And the reason why I'm going off about Stephanie Mills, because Stephanie Mills and Shaka Khan, are going to do a versus. Man, that is going to be so good. I will be there. I will be here for that. I will listen to that. I will definitely be there. And I love me some Shaka. Shaka is probably in my top ten, but she is not in my top five. I love Shaka Khan, though. Shaka Khan's bad. I hear my old co-host Paul saying, what the hell are you talking about, Shaka ain't in here? <laughs> he loves Shaka Khan. I love Shaka too, but she's not in my top. She's not in my top five. Probably most likely don't top ten. I am excited about this. Now, most people will say, "Oh, Shaka got this." No, 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 no. Because that kids would say this because Shaka Khan is more of a iconic. I mean, you people have heard more of Shaka because Shaka's worked with Prince and done some crossover stuff, Rufus and all of that stuff. But let me explain to you, you kids. About fucking Stephanie Mills, okay? She, Stephanie Mills, who who used to be Michael Jackson's like Michael Jackson's first love. Stephanie Mills used to hang out. Check out the art. There's a there's a great uh, a great article that uh, Andy Warhol. Wrote. I don't know if people can find it. It's like an old article from the 70s, and Andy Warhol is out. Like he's writing this article about Michael Jackson, and he's out partying with Stephanie and Michael when they're going together, and he's describing them having a little tits, like a tisk, a little argument about Stephanie not wanting to dance, or Michael and Michael wanted to dance, or Stephanie wanted to dance. I forget who which one of them it was, but it was so cute, and they was out this club, and he was describing it and everything. So this is how this is how far Stephanie Mills go back. I think Stephanie was discovered by Jermaine Jackson. Stephanie Mills was the original Dorothy. Should have been in the movie. You know, Diana. You know your ass was too old. But she should have been in the movie. She was. Uh, she was the original Dorothy on Broadway. Nobody's home. Nobody can sing home like fucking Stephanie Mills. Okay. When she starts that, when I think of home, I, listen. When she starts that first verse, that first, damn. Like let's go back and listen to it. Oh. Stephanie's bad, okay? There's a lot of hits Stephanie got. Feel the fire with Teddy Pendergrass. Y'all don't know. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all ain't, y'all is not ready for, see, people underestimate Stephanie. 
But Stephanie was the Whitney Houston of R&B for years. Whitney was a crossover artist. No, Stephanie was holding R&B down. Like 80s, medicine, what's the song, medicine? Uh, putting in a rush on me. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't want me to go with this. Higher love. Oh, yeah, I'm a Stephanie Mills fan. Still, oh, wait a minute. Keep Away Girls is one of my favorite songs. But one of my favorite, favorite Stephanie Mills songs of all time is Still Loving You. Oh. I'm, I'm quietly shouting to myself. Woo, when I hear the verse, the words are still loving you. I don't know who wrote that song, but that's a bad song. When she be said, after seeing you and knowing that she's not me, I tried to question reality. I'm still loving you, wanting you. Y'all don't know about Stephanie Mills. Needing you to see me through. Are you loving me? Listen, that's a song. Are you needing me? The answer can change like that. Y'all don't even know. Stephanie, that is one of my favorite, 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 favorite Stephanie Mills songs of all time. It's not that too good all over. It's that one. It's a, like an old, like you got to you gotta look through the, like the old, it's, a, it's on the Keep Away Girls album. It's on the album where she got the, where she got the, she, she's coming out the swimming pool. Yes, 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 that, that one. That one, yes. So I'm excited about that versus Stephanie Mills versus Shaka Khan. I think it's November the, is it November the 18th? When is it? I forget. It's, y'all got to look it up. I don't know. I say I'm going to look up stuff during break and I forget about it. So if I remember, I'll look it up during break and, y'all, we'll, you know, I'll give y'all the date. But other than that, y'all got to Google that shit, okay? But I just, wanted, I just wanted to give love to Stephanie Mills because, yes, Shaka is an icon. I love Shaka. Let me tell you something. We can go through Shaka shit too. Like, what's my favorite song by Shaka Khan? Uh, I don't know. It's hard. Papillon. Is that, can I, am I saying it right? We were there like butterflies. Oh, that's one of my favorite songs. All right, Never Miss Your Water. With she, the one she did with. Uh, yeah, I know the old stuff, but yeah, I but I really I like Shaka like the late eighties Shaka too. Um, 90s, early 90s, um, there's another one, there's another one, it's just like a slow, I love her version of Funny Valentine, of course, you know, you we love, you know, uh, what you're gonna do for me and stuff like that, that album was iconic, okay, Shaka's got a lot of jams, a lot of jams, well, don't under, all I want to just say is, sweet thing, yes, okay, I'm every woman, yes, but don't underestimate the power of Stephanie Mills up in this pitch. <laughs> okay. Oh, what else? The Soul Trade Awards are coming up. Are you guys excited now? I, I, I gotta say something here, okay? You know, and I don't want to talk nobody out no jobs. Because, you know, I understand how important it is to have a job, especially in the entertainment business. Every y'all, the year y'all and got the entertainment business lost a lot of money, and that means the entertainers, who are the lowest on the total pole in the entertainment business, lost a hell of a lot of money. Okay. But I do have to say something about the Soul Train Awards, okay? And this is no this. But Tashina Arnold, and who else is it? Tisha Campbell. 
I mean, they've been hosting for the last three years. Is Steve not available? Is is what's her name? What's the Monique not available? Shit! Can y'all not get somebody else? I mean, what is going on here? Why we keep y'all? Got, Erica was really good. Y'all got them hosting more than Erica. What, what, y'all could bring over Remember Regina Regina What's the girl Regina The actress She did such a good job On BET Awards They should have brought Her ass over there To do Tashina I don't, I don't want to talk Y'all a job But damn This is like the questions I kept having When uh, Kuja kept showing up At the Grammys I was like What the hell's going on here <laughs> Somebody's agent Is the shit <laughs> Sidebar Y'all I could not believe it. See, this is why I, I stopped reading Lenny's book, but I got to read Lenny's book again. But I got Will Smith, because I, 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 I haven't been re- I started reading Lenny's book and I stopped. You know, I ain't been reading like I used to. I, you know, I love to read. I ain't been reading like I used to. But I got to pick back up Lenny Kravitz's book. Because last week I found out some shit. Tashina Arnold used to, Tashina Arnold used to mess with Lenny Kravitz. No, they had a serious-ass relationship.
and my and my my mindset and changing my spirit, getting spiritually more aligned and stuff like that. But listen here, I mean, I literally had to eat grass and wheat <laughs> to get what Ashanti looks good. Ashanti, Ashanti's beautiful, okay. And you know, I like the first album or two. <laughs> Another war, and this isn't being mean, okay? Because I like Ashanti. I just feel like she had a very great debut album. It was awesome. But I feel like when we give out something like Lady of Soul, like it should display a longer, like she's had a number, she's she's been in this business for a while. But, I mean, I don't want to sound mean here because I'm trying to be nice. I'll be saying I'm mean. I feel like it should be just like a longer career span. I mean, like she has a career. She's been out here for a while, but like maybe more, more than the first debut album, like maybe four or five of them. I don't know, but I'm happy for her. Congratulations, Asante. <laughs> Some of y'all was talking shit. I was saying too. I was laughing. Y'all was talking shit when y'all said "Lady of Soul." <laughs> People are crazy. Congratulations, Maxwell's like getting a legend award or something like that. Maxwell is well deserved. Of course, you know I'm gonna say that, right? I'm a Max fan. Okay, I'm gonna say that shit, right? But he is no. I feel like Max is so underrated. I feel like sometimes people forget that Maxwell is like one of the greatest soul singers of his generation of and and probably of all time, really. I really think he's underrated. So it's excited to see that they that Soul Train is gonna recognize him. Even though Soul Train is kind of going to more, it feels like it's getting more BT awardish. You know, I love the idea that Soul Train was more. How can we say this? Like Soul Train used to be more for the neo side, soul side of it, but now it's gotten a little bit. It, I, I see BET award kind of stuff creeping in. It's becoming yeah, it's becoming more and more commercial like. I I like Soul Train Award maintaining its soul status, right? You know what I'm saying? But but Bruno Mars is supposed to be performing uh with Silk Sonic. And let me speak of that. Speak that's what I wanted to talk to y'all about. Silk Sonic out. Oh my god. Y'all gonna let Y'all gonna let Bruno? Y'all gonna let Bruno run R and B? Not Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Ross said the hell with that. Y'all heard Kevin Ross album. Kevin. Kevin ain't came to play either. <laughs> Kevin's album is dope. I mean, Kevin's so far what I've heard. Like shit. I'm like Kevin Ross. And shout out. You know what? The reason I heard Kevin Ross. Let me explain why I heard Kevin Ross. Shout out to Maxwell because Maxwell put up a song. Like several couple years ago, maybe three years ago or something like that, or two years on his Twitter one time, and it was like he, it was Kevin Ross singing Prototype, and I was like, what? And ever since then, like I've been a Kevin Ross fan. 
that's why Max that's why Maxwell's getting a legend award because Maxwell be shouting out other people. That's I think that's dope. So shout shout out to Maxwell but uh, for that. But yeah, but going back to Bruno, that album is hot. The album is so damn good. I can't lie, that blast song what's this, the blast off song? And what's the new song that they released this week where he said, This shit I mean, no, this bitch got me paying her rent, paying for trip. I was laughing because that's old foundational black America, black man talk. <laughs> I don't know who writing that song. <laughs> like my grandpa and be talking like used to talk like that back in the day. Like eh, my uncles and I, my great uncles, they got me paying the rent and paying for the and the Chucky e. Cheek. It's it's just all old school. It's nothing but old school R and B. Bruno Mars is not reinventing the wheel. All he's doing is going back. <clears throat> like you know, and no offense to Bruno, okay. For me personally, guys like Maxwell and D'Angelo reinvented. Soul music, in some senses, like when people when 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 I say that they're neo soul, when people they didn't like the term, some some neo soul artists didn't like that term, but the reason why is because you have artists like Erica Badu, Maxwell, and they kind of reinvented a sound that was already established, but they brought a new kind of energy to it. Like Air, like you know, Erica Badu when she she was a Billy a throwback to Billy Holiday to me, but Billy Holiday with a twist of hip hop and and jazz and it's a lot of things going on with Erica. Like you know what I'm saying. And then when you talk about Maxwell, you get a lot of sounds from that that you know the Caribbean vibe. You get you get a whole lot of things from Maxwell, the old soul sound, him him you know his thing. Same thing with D'Angelo. They they infused a lot of something different. No, this is not what Bruno Mars is doing. Bruno Mars puts a little bit like a more because uh, this him saying this bitch got me paying her. No, that's a little bit of hip hop thrown in there today. That's a shock, but that's really old. Even though that that might be considered hip hop, that's really old black men talk. Old black men used to talk like that all the damn time. Because <laughs> my great my grandfather who I was raised by had a lot of brothers and stuff, and they would come to the house, and they talk like that all the time. They talk like that. Let me tell you what this bitch is doing. You know, that's old foundational black America, black men talk. Foundational black America sound, too, of that R&B sound. That, that Bruno ain't reinventing the real. Bruno just took, went back and grabbed him or Anderson Pac, just <laughs> grabbed some old school R&B and put some new words to it, okay? But it's dope. I ain't going to lie. It's dope. It's dope. I want to see Bruno and Con- Bruno. Bruno I want, when Bruno hit that note, and when he hit that note after that, that in that song, woo! What's that? What's that? In, 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 in the uh, uh, not the heat leaves the door open, but the uh, well, this one, this recent one. Uh, what's the name of this one? Smoking out the window. That, let me tell you something. And that's what old black men used to do back in the day. When they get mad, they go out in the car and be smoking. <laughs> I got family. They used to, that's what they used to do. <laughs> that's nothing but seventies and sixties shit. Oh, funny, okay. Uh, so yeah, but they're gonna be performing. Silk Sonic is gonna be performing, and I believe Maxwell is gonna perform. Yay! I'm so excited to see that. I did get to see Maxwell. You know, I fe- shout out to y'all who went to the Car- where did y'all go to? What's that Car- Caribbean? Because I was gonna go. 
night, and I decided not to. Shit, I wish I would have went to went. But shout out to y'all who kept videotaping shit. Like, <laughs> at the, what's the soul fest? I got the, I felt like I saw Maxwell's whole damn show. <laughs> I mean, they had every damn song. Maxwell, you look good. You look handsome. I love the beard. Oh, my God, the beard. Like, his beard, he's got like a hint of gray. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, sexy. Keep that for the soul train. Don't save it for the soul train. You remember when he used to wear those hair, those braids? They were kind of long. Like there's this picture where he's got this black uh, opal thing or something, and he had his braids like braided back, like a braid, like they were kind of hanging. Ooh, like I was like, if he grows his hair up that long and he has that beard, oh. I will be at the show. I might throw my panties on stage at the show. <laughs> uh, crazy like that, okay? All right. So a couple, was it like a week ago now, a week and a half ago, I got to see King Richard. I got to see a sneak preview of King Richard. It was so good. Can I say it was good? It was excellent. I want all y'all kids who think y'all going through some anxiety shit to watch King Richard. <laughs> and they kind of addressed that a little bit, how Serena and Venus dealt with that. <laughs> they got a, they had a daddy like Richard. <laughs> but I want to encourage y'all to definitely see King Richard. It's, it's so awesome, such an awesome story um, about Venus, Serena, and their father and how their father and their mother – and their siblings, how this family gathered around these two girls to push them to greatness in the midst of Compton in the late 80s and early 90s, okay? That's some real shit right there. When no black people was in tennis, okay? Um, well, no, it was black people in tennis, but no black women had been in there for a minute, right? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, very good. Beyonce's Be Alive. I hated that song when I first heard it on its own. I heard it before. <laughs> before the, because, you know, here's my thing. Beehive, don't get mad. I haven't checked into the Ramada Inn in a few weeks here. I figured I need a key tonight, okay? Because I'm going to have a lot to say. You guys are probably going to get mad later on in the show. Okay, here's the thing. Beyonce oversings every fucking song she does, okay, because she's always trying to prove that she can sing, that she's, you know, she's not the average. I'm not like the rest of the girls. I can sing. I can sing. And she can sing, but she just oversings the song, right? So when I heard Beat Alive on its own, I was like, eh. At the end of the movie, Beat Alive totally works with the movie. Because when they put it in and that bass comes in and they showing the pictures of Venus and Serena and their life and everything, the shit works, okay? I don't know if she'll get an Oscar for that unless Rock Nation, uh, I mean, who is it? Live Nation. Who, I mean, who, uh, whoever it is out here, Pfizer one. But it's a good ass song. It's a good song with that, that particular, uh, with the scene at the end of the movie. And that's what partly the music is about in a, in a, in a, when you do, uh, when Oscar, when they nominate uh, a song, part of it is how it goes with the movie, where it comes in. And it is a great song. 
And I know that's what she aiming. She keeps, she stays, she trying so damn hard, okay? But this, it actually sounds really good at the end when they're showing the story, at the end when they're showing uh, pictures of Serena, their dad, and everybody, and they're showing, the song goes great, okay? Uh, but on its own, it's okay. Beehive, I know you're getting upset. So maybe Beyonce delivering vocals. She delivering vocals. No, she's not. She's just okay. Uh, uh, but it goes really great with the movie. Okay. So hopefully that at least garners her a nomination, maybe, you know, for her sake. Because she, you know, she's been trying. She's been trying and trying. You know, Black is King didn't do that. Didn't do what they wanted to do. Disney's still out here going, where am I? Disney's still looking for their check. It's so funny how Beyonce and them try to go into I mean, I feel like this was Solange's lane, a lane a few years ago. I feel like now she's trying to ease over into her that lane. I don't want to cause no family drama, but I do feel like she's trying to ease over into her sister's lane, like like trying to be black, you know, where Solange was taking that risk anyway. I would have, you know, I really kind of wish Solange would have got that song. I, and I'm not trying to tell no sister rivalry or nothing. I know y'all think, no, I'm not, really. Seriously, I'm I'm really being serious on this. Because it would sound, it sounds more authentic coming from Solange. But I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's not bad with Beyonce doing it when the movie is partnered with it. Outside of the movie, it's an okay song, okay? But she's got a lot of people to compete with. It's a lot of soundtracks and stuff with other artists coming out. So, I, you know, I don't know if this is, you know. You know, unless y'all pay for it, you know I don't know. <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen there. Okay? <laughs> I'm getting my key right now, Beehive. I'm getting my key. I'm getting ready. I'm gonna check in tonight. <laughs> uh, and I saw the Eternals. It was good. It was good. It was decent. <sighs> I don't know what to say about that. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's a word. I have an it's a word this week. Y'all like Carlotta, I can't believe it. You didn't have an it's a word. Did I have an it's a word the other time four weeks ago? I don't know if I did. But I got one this week. Y'all know I could I had to have an it's a word. And it's we going into the holiday seasons too. I you know what, I could not be on the show with the holiday season come up. Y'all know how I like to play Christmas music and shit. <laughs> but I hear y'all it's a word today, okay? <sighs> First of all, I want to say to everybody for my 49th birthday, thank you guys for the birthday wishes. I appreciate them. Oh, my God. You know, I got birthday wishes from all, some of y'all who listen on in the like um, in the Caribbean and some of y'all who listen to different places. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And some of the people have been with me for the, from, from the beginning, you know, you know, Shout out to Sharon, people like her. And just uh, thank you guys so much. I appreciate y'all looking out for listening, you know, remembering my birthday and saying happy birthday. So shout out to uh, y'all. Um, so it's a word. My it's a word this week is trust the process, okay? And, you know, I'm heading, I'm, I'm almost, this is my last year of my 40s, right? And I'm going to be heading to the big five. Oh, in about. I'm not rushing it. <laughs> I just turned 49, but you know what I'm saying. I I, I do see that I'll be a half a century, like you know, 
in, in probably about you know, another 11 months. <laughs> and I was like, God, you know, this birthday has been a little bit of different things. It's been exciting for me, but very scary. Uh, scared because at 49, I sometimes feel so, so behind, and I am fucking behind. I can't lie to y'all. <laughs> you know, I, I'm working on my bachelor's in the midst of my bachelor's in theater with a bunch of kids. <laughs> but I like them. I'm learning so much from them, okay? But, uh, you know, it's, it's, you, I'm at this point in my life where I'm working so hard trying to accomplish my goals. That's why I say I'm kind of in this boot camp. And then reestablish my goals at the same time. Reestablish them how they should be at my age and where I where I need to go with them at this point in my life, right? Just kind of repicking myself back up. And I feel like I've had so many encouraging people within the last four to five years of my life that have encouraged me in such a powerful way to accomplish. My go shout out to Apollonia because I had this. You know, I, I remember Apollonia. Y'all remember when Apollonia was on the show? She's an astrology lady, right? And she was. She just had a. She had a thing last night too. I listened to it. It was really funny. But uh, along the live, she was. I love her and Rabina. They're, they're my favorite astrologers. But uh, she, she she did a, a thing with me. Uh, where the sit down, you know, the sit down where they go over your chart and all that stuff and where she should be doing. And I remember some of the things she told me like about my. Libra stellium and all these beautiful, th- you know, so many beautiful things, and, I, and that I didn't think, you know, I could, like I could, you know, do. And so I, that was an encouragement for me too, you know, getting that, uh, you know, that I encourage people to get your charts done and stuff like that. But yeah, but I remember her talking about my stellium and telling me about, you know, to go for those things, you know, that that I want to do. And so I have been on this journey, and and it, it just hasn't happened. It's the last five years because I always told you guys I had something very spiritual happen to me, and I feel like this has been part of this encouragement for me to go back into my creativity. Like I've had so many people, and people who don't know that they have um, they they influenced my life in such a powerful way to reach back into my creative bag. And so I feel so excited about that, doing that now. And when I tell you guys to trust the process, because some of you guys are probably at times in your life, maybe you're getting older, or maybe you're really young and listen to the show. I've got mixed bag, a mixed crew up here, mixed. I, I got a mixed, uh, 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 what is the word? <laughs> I have a mixed village or mixed people who listen to me. So, but um, but wherever you are, trust the process that you're going through. Trust the. Uh, sometimes when I was younger, I didn't trust the process a lot. You know, I would skip. I, I hate. I hate being bored. I can't stand it. I'm a Scorpio. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. <laughs> I hate monotony. And so when you ask me to do the monotonous things, I'd be like, oh, shit. You know, I hate that part. I just want to get to the excitement and jump, you know, to it. But this year, as I'm getting older, I'm having more impatience, more patience for the monotony side of things, the the hard parts of things that are doing. When you're continuously doing something to get towards a goal, I'm starting to learn 
that more the discipline of something. And I want to say to you guys, when I was younger, I, I had a hard time with that. So I just want to encourage you guys out there, no matter what, whether you're young or old, to trust the process of where God has you right now because you're going to get to where you need to go, okay? But just figure out what it is in your life that you need to trust the process on, right? Uh, and no matter what's going on in your life, it could be all kinds of things going on in your life. You could be dealing with uh, uh, family drama, heartbreak, uh, love drama, divorce, you know, whatever it is you're dealing with, kids acting up, whatever it is, trust your process. It, things won't always stay the same, okay? And um, going back to meeting so many great people, I've had so many people encourage me, especially during this time. I remember, you know, uh, take. I remember me first taking that art class, and that was an encouragement from someone because uh, there was somebody I had been very inspired by and watching them and everything. And they just were such a creative vibe. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this. I'm going to learn. I'm going to think outside my box. I'm outside my box. I'm going to quit being afraid to go outside of the box, right? You know it's, you know what I'm saying? When you get so scared, you get you try to stay, you know. And, and it was, it was I trusted the process, and I did, and I learned something different. And this year I've met so many great people who have helped me get out of my box. I mean, this year I've done, I feel like I, this, I said this year was going to be about being bold. Listen, I did a lot of stuff, okay. I had walked in a, a modeling show, child. <laughs> I walked in a runway. I hosted a fashion show. Actually, I hosted, asked to host something else, too, in, for next year uh, from another person here. So we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. But, yeah, but, um and I uh, I got to do a boudoir shoot, something that I would never, ever done, and I'm going to do another one with Nivea, okay, when I get a chance. But I got to do so many fun things, right? Uh, and then going back to school to finish my uh, degree this year in theater, I mean, that, to me, oh, my God, the process of this has been such, it's been such an uncomfortable process for me because, you know, I'm older, but at the same time, uh, I've met so many great young people. Like, they've helped me with so much stuff. And this, like, I mean, you know, like, my first time doing a, a set, a scene design set, and I can't draw or nothing shit. I can't. <laughs> but it, I felt so good about some of the things I was able to do and put together. And I was like, what? You know, it's just you'd be surprised about what you can do when you're put in a position that's sometimes uncomfortable for you and how quickly – you can learn so much about yourself and everything. So that's what I want to say for you guys. If you're in an uncomfortable situation right now or uncomfortable things or you may be scared of a new job or a new place you're going to or whatever, trust it. Trust the process. It's okay. You'll get used to it. You will learn from, from the new thing, okay? Because um, I feel like this year I've gone completely out of my comfort zone in such a number of ways, Okay. I mean, you know, even reading children's books to kids. I mean, I feel like so many things have happened this year. I was like, wow, God. So this year, this year coming up for me is about going even deeper into that, into that spiritual vibe for me and figuring out how can I bring more of that out, out, out. You know, how can I be more, um, how can I move more smoothly towards the things I need to do and trust that process that those trusting doing the work 
so that I can get to the place I need to go because that sometimes can be very hard for me. You know, I always like excitement. I I like something going on, right? So, uh, yeah, and it has, and just, it just has. I moved to the next level. So I just want to tell you guys about my experience and this year how how much that trusting the process has helped me go towards this journey in my life. And I I'm, I hope I'm making sense to you guys, but that. I can encourage you that wherever you are, whether good things are happening for you, a bunch of great things are happening for you, and it's kind of uncomfortable, or you're in a new space, a new place with new people, new things and everything, trust the process. Trust that God's got God's got the best for you. Now, stay conscious, stay awake, and stay aware of everything around you. But still trust it. Trust the trust the uncomfortable feeling. Trust the going in and maybe not knowing everything. Trust it. And you will learn so much. You will be inspired to by a, you will be inspired by how much you learn. And that I that's what I, I'm coming to the end of my semester of, you know, school going back to finish my degree and I was like, I have learned so much. Like I I remember uh, I was talking to some student and she was like, you know what? She said I I just want to say to you, you like already like you already you strike me as a teacher. You already act like that, and it's, it's so funny because like I've done these little you know classes. We have to do class lessons and stuff like that. And so I was like, wow, I laughed about when she said that because I, I already feel that you know yeah I feel I know that that's one of my gifts is teaching. So I I was inspired when she said that. I was inspired that other students was like looking and saying, you know, they were being inspired by my process. And they don't know that I get up there, it may look like I know what I'm doing, but I get up there all the time afraid and scared, okay? So that is your it's a word for today is to trust the process, trust being uncomfortable, and, you know, sometimes you'll go through it, you'll complain, everything I be doing at all, okay? But trust that you will make it through, okay? You'll make it to the other end to do what you need to do. Oh, my goodness. This was a long introduction. No, it ain't. <laughs> the intro is always like an hour, isn't it? <laughs> All right, you guys. Man, we're back, okay? So we're going to kick off with, oh, I love this song. By Vic, yeah, we're going to the music side. I love this song by Victoria Monet. We're going to kick off with Coasting. When I get back, we're going to get into this news out in these streets. There's a lot of news, okay? We got to talk about, oh, my goodness. I mean, do I got to talk about Joe, what's Joe Biden doing right now? Like, last time I heard Joe Biden was, like, at 30%. I don't even know if we need to even talk about Joe. Joe, <laughs> Joe's still president out here. <laughs> He's like, and Kamala Harris was even lower than him on the toast. <laughs> she was, like, 27%. <laughs> like, the approval rate. Okay, so we might hit on that, okay? But we're going to talk about this case going on right now about uh, the Aubrey case, uh, 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 Aubrey case about them talking about no more black pastors in the courtroom. And we're going to talk about The View, uh, The Queen, Britney's Free, Astro World, all of that stuff when I get back. Meanwhile, though, let's listen to a little bit of Victoria Monet. Hosting, it's the CC show. I'm Carlotta. I'm glad y'all can join me. I'm back, y'all. So let's go, Victoria. Be back in a moment.
Kevin Ross. I love that one. Looking for love. Kevin Ross, listen here. That looking for love. Huh? I love it. Oh, my God. I even love the. Y'all know I'm a lyrics person. Oh, my goodness. I love the lyrics. Oh, hey, you know, you sloppy, you get underneath my skin. Oh, yes, he did that. Oh, yes, I love it. Okay, Kevin Ross is not coming to play in R&B, okay? He is not playing out in these streets. No, he is not. I love that song. And before that, Victoria Monet coasting. All right, it's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. If you are just now tuning in and you're going, Carlotta, wait a minute. Are you really out in these streets back? Yes, I'm back, okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness, we got so much to talk about. I already talked about Joe Biden and them having these low ratings. I mean, they, I mean, you know, they under, I mean, I'm not going to even talk about it. I'm just going to say the Democrats right now are not doing good. They lost, like, Virginia last week. They Virginia hired, I mean, think I think put in, like, two Republicans, a lieutenant uh, Republic first Jamaican woman, uh, black woman Jamaican of Jamaican descent who be, who uh, who won lieutenant governor in the state Republican, and a Republican governor. <laughs> oh my God! The Democrats are gonna get smacked up if they don't hurry up and see <laughs> something before you know the next the 2022. Okay. Oh man, so. Let's get into all this stuff going on in this room. We'll, 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 what else do we need to talk about? Um, let's talk about the Aubrey case, okay? It's, uh, this is according to MSN.com via Reuters. It says, we don't want any more black pastors in Aubrey, murder trial, lawyer says. An attorney for one of the three defendants in the murder trial of Ahmad Aubrey, a 25-year-old black jogger, objected on Thursday to more black pastors coming in here into the courtroom after leading civil rights leader, the Reverend Al Sharpton, was seen seated with the victim's family earlier in the court proceedings. Okay? Uh, let's see, let me pull this up. Is it okay? Uh, hold on. I lost my pace. Where is it at? Hey guys, you know it's always some technical difficulty. It's going too well. Hold on just a second. Let me pull up the article. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Okay, here we go. Uh, Okay, I'm going to read the, I don't know, I've lost half of that article, so I'm going to read this. The defense attorney apologizes from thegrio.com. It says, the defense attorney in trial for Arby's killer apologizes for black pastors ran in in courtroom. The defense attorney in the murder trial for Ahmaud Arby killers, who said that he didn't want any more black pastors in the court after seeing Reverend Al Sharpton sitting with the victim's family, apologized for his statements Friday. My apologies to anyone who might have inadvertently been offended, said Kevin Gow, who is uh, representing William Brody Bryant, just before testimonies begin on day five of the trial. Bryant is one of the three men, including father and son Gregory and Travis McMichael, who are facing nine criminal charges, including felony murder, aggravated assault, and false imprisonment after the death of Aubrey. The trial started Monday, and it is expected to be two weeks long. 
There's only so many pastors they can have, said Gall, during the fourth day of the trial. If their pastor is Al Sharpton right now, then that's fine, but that's it. Gall went on to complain to the judge that the presence of black pastors was unfair and could influence the jury in any case. Uh, I've got nothing personally against Mr. Sharpton, but if we started a precedent where we're going to bring high-profile high members of the African-American community into the courtroom to sit with the family during the trial in the presence of, of the jury, I believe that's intimidating, and it's attempts to consciously or unconsciously pressure or influence the jury. Guy reportedly ran into the judge, uh, Timothy Wamsey, according to TMZ. Um, listen, could it be? You could see, you could think, because a, a, a person like Al Sharpton, though, it could go either way with Al Sharpton. I mean, some people might, some of the juries might not like Al Sharpton. Do I disagree completely with what this defense lawyer is saying? Yeah, some things can take the jury, but the defendants do stuff like that, too. Here's my thing. Pastors got the right to be wherever the hell they want to be. If they want to be in there because they believe that Ahmaud Aubrey was killed unfairly and unjustly, then they could be in there sitting with the family for the family's conference. They lost the loved one, not your client. And you probably just lost their case for them talking all that shit. Okay? So here's my thing. This young man was killed while he was out looking at, looking through a house. Looking at, and you know, I don't know how many times that we have went out and looked at houses when they not halfway done or something. We went in and looked around and different stuff like that. This young man got killed because they just suspected. They just suspected. They didn't know what he was doing. They didn't know, have no clue, allegedly, allegedly. They, get, they have a right to a fair trial. I'm for everybody having a fair trial, okay? But allegedly they didn't know what he was doing. They took the law into their own damn hands. And killed this young man who has not been found guilty of a damn thing, okay? Now, I believe they was trying to get out there and they, they was having an old boy roundup. You know what that is, them, uh, the old, like a clan roundup. That's my personal opinion. But, and they should be under, you know, they should be under the jail unless there's some new light, new information come to uh, terms. They had no business uh, taking, uh, they should have called the police. They had no business taking, uh, chasing him down and doing what they did, allegedly. However, seeing these kind of racist little rants, because if you have white pastors in there, you wouldn't be saying that. So I, if I was uh, Al Sharpton uh, and not the family, Monday I have all the pastors. I have every pastor I can in it. I get Jesse Jackson. Jesse, is Jesse out the house too? Jesse and Al Sharpton should be sitting in there. <laughs> all the high-profile people, all the high-profile people of the case should be sitting there. I mean, just ridiculous saying something like that. And sometimes when I think those types of attorneys say stuff like that, they mean to get, they mean to put the focus on Al Sharpton. They mean to put the focus on unfairity. They mean to put the focus so that, that, that they can rattle the jury a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a stupid thing to say. It's just dumb, okay? And hopefully, uh, you know, the people, they have the right to be, they lost their loved one. They got the right to be in there with anyone they want to be with in there, as long as they ain't hurt nobody. Nerve of him. We don't want no more black passes. How many of the black passes they going to have in the courtroom? 
crazy, ridiculous. No different from them having family members in there. Okay. Travis, Travis Scott, man, it done went bad. It done went from bad to worse. That Astro World situation, child, a hot ass mess. Okay, that happened there. Prayers to all the people who lost loved ones. It's a little nine-year-old baby who was there with his father on his father's shoulder, watching the concert. They probably never expected nothing to happen. He's in there. He, I think he's in intensive care right now. He, he has, and, and he, his, the last they heard is he was having organ issues and stuff like that. But this little baby got crushed out of the way, and nine other people, another girl passed away this week. So, you know, prayers for the fam- prayers for him, the little boy, for his healing and wholeness for that family, a miracle for them. I'm praying for them. And just prayers for the family who lost their loved ones just simply going to a show, a concert. It's strange. You know what? I just said went to see. I'm talk, y'all, y'all know I'm a conspiracy theorist down these streets, right? If you listen to this show a long time, you know, okay? Y'all like a lot of me have some conspiracy theories. The other week, we went to go see, what was it? Uh, what's the show? The, the man, the Bond, James Bond. Right, it was really good, by the way. James Bond be having shit that make you think. You be like him. The, the Kingsman did too, but James Bond, you be like, oh, could that really happen? Like there was, I forget, there was. They took the DNA or something like that of all these people in. Um, I forget the, in this James Bond flick, they had the DNA of all these. Uh, uh, this particular gangster group, or uh, not gangster group, but a, a, a government like high profile, maybe assassination group or something like that and they had them all in a room at a party and stuff and they had a big party going on and they had samples of all their DNA and they put some kind of spray in the room because they had all gotten shots or something I was thinking you know what I was thinking about y'all know what <laughs> these vaccines out these streets right I was like shit I hope they ain't got my DNA stored nowhere but they put they they in the in the, I don't want to tell you how the James Bond movie. I really need to go see it. But they spray in the room, and I sidebar with the James Bond flick. His ass is too old to be having these young girlfriends. It would have been cute if they, they made somebody gave him a, like an older, sexy, beautiful lady. But I digress. Anyway, but they sprayed some sort of spray in the room, and all the people who had that DNA died, like because it was catered towards their DNA. And you know what I was thinking when I heard Astro World because that shit sounded like the Bond movie. I was like, because all these people, was, they said, were having heart attacks, passing out. It was like eight, seven or eight people. They said it was several people in the audience that had heart attacks. And we're hearing different, we done heard different stories. I mean, this is allegedly. And we've heard different stories about what may have happened. Did they, were they some people said it was somebody going around shooting somebody with some, some, some drugs. Some people say these people just falling out of heart attacks. I'm like, why? It sounds crazy, and they and that has not been cleared up yet. What started the surge? What started the surge allegedly was people having heart attacks randomly in the audience. They haven't. They all they keep saying is the surge happened. The surge happened. That's what causes people. But there was a reason the surge happened. So my ass is suspicious about what's going on out in these streets, okay? I'm hoping there ain't there no terrorist attack or no shit like that. But I had just saw, you know, the James Bond film, and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, wait a minute now, wait a minute. 
y'all know. I don't be thinking movie scripts be that far from real shit. And, you know, I've heard before that CIA allegedly uses some movie scripts and everything to test out scenarios. Have you guys heard that? I've heard that. I've heard that. I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard that a lot. Okay? But here's this article recently from for, from Yahoo Entertainment. It says, you don't go to a concert to die. One week after Astro World, hundreds of victims lawyer up as Travis Scott's team defends him. Okay? One week after a chaotic crowd surge during Travis Scott's headlining uh, set at his Astro World Festival left nine people dead and several more fighting for their lives, the attorney representing some 200 concert girls caught up in the stampede is vowing to hold every entity who had anything to do with the Astro World Music Festival accountable. While Scott's team is scrambling to come to his public defense, attempting to play down the rapper's role in the stampede. Scott 30 is the creator of Astroworld and was the bill topper of the November 5th event at NRG Park in his hometown of Houston. Has his set commenced at 9 p.m., fans pushed towards the stage by 9.38 p.m. Authorities deemed it has a mass casualty event, and the first patient was treated two minutes later. Now, notice they are not talking about the heart attacks, allegedly, that were going on in the audience. Something caused that mass surge, and it wasn't Travis saying, y'all run to the stage. No, they saying, and suddenly that's changed the scenario. See, I listen to first scenarios because first scenarios, when you hear first news reports, that's really you, normally where you get some truth in. You know, when you see first eyewitnesses before they start hiding parts of the story and stuff, the first parts of the story was that people, uh, a security guard felt like he had a prick and he got resuscitated and several other people in the audience they thought were having heart attacks. Notice the news media is not talking about that no more. Okay? I don't know why. Why y'all ain't talking about that in these streets? Is there some shit going on out here? And really they need to talk about everything because this is going to change the way concerts are done. Even if you go see the Isley Brothers, I mean, you know, or something like that, you know Isley Brothers ain't going to have no stampede. It's highly unlikely unless somebody starts shooting or something. There ain't going to be no stampede that. But they're going to change. This is going to change how all concerts are done, okay? I'm telling y'all, this is how they do shit. This is, a, this is how they implement laws and shit coming, okay? Scott 30, uh, they said, uh, in the days since Scott, since Scott has come under criticism, most notably from Houston Fire Chief Samuel Pena, who appeared on NBC's Today Show and said that Scott should have absolutely halted his show. But Stephanie Rollins, uh, Blake Scott's spokesperson and former Baltimore mayor, came to his defense Friday, telling CBS Morning that the notion that Travis has the ability to stop concerts is ludicrous. She continued, they have a 59-page operation plan, and it clearly says the only two people that are that have the authority to stop the concert were the executive producer and the concert producer. He was not responsible for this, but he wants to be responsible for the solution. According to attendees, Scott did pause the performance when he noticed an ambulance among the sold-out crowd of 50,000. He also acknowledged at one point that someone had passed out and urged people to help. However, he resumed the set and continued performing until 10:15. Scott's legal team has re, uh, uh, reiterated that neither he nor anyone in his camp knew the scope of the tragedy until after the performance. Um, his lawyer, uh, Edwin McPherson, told Good Morning America on Friday that Travis didn't really understand the full effect until the next morning, okay? Uh, let me just say this, okay? And I don't know how he didn't do it. To, well, maybe next morning, because I think I found out about it about 2 or 3 in the morning. I saw a headline come across. Uh, 
on be on on in defense of the entertainer. When you're on stage, it's hard to see shit. You know what I'm saying? Entertainers, they be it be dark out there. They be you know be so many people, so many things. I can see how he could keep performing and and not understand the scope of what's going on in the uh, uh, in the audience and not not really understand everything that's happening. So I can see how that happened to him. I definitely can. Uh, however, what's going to hurt Travis is him talking about allegedly saying that he liked people getting hurt at his shows and stuff like that. It ain't a real, a lot of people saying that he said stuff like it ain't a real show unless somebody got hurt and all that. That may be a problem for him. I mean, but however, a good-ass lawyer can explain that shit away, but it's going to cost him probably everything. So Travis Scott's career is probably going to be for more than likely. I'm not for sure. It depends on if some powers that be that's behind them. It's going to be altered. And it's going to alter to hundreds and hundreds of people suing. It's going to alter uh, people like Live Nation. Uh, uh, definitely. And we need to know what happened at that show because it's very mysterious as what caused that surge. Because at first we were hearing somebody was randomly going around preaching people, and now suddenly that's gone from the media. Suddenly it's just a surge with no thing. Because if if these big events, we're having somebody out here creating attacks or something, then people need to know that. They need to know what caused that surge. Okay? So, uh, yeah, it's such a sad situation. Um Remember, I think years ago, and it wasn't this. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, this big of an event. But years ago, remember when Diddy was like he had a basketball game or some celebrity game years before he was even really famous. And there's something that happened, and six people, five or six people, I can't remember the number, got killed at the basketball thing. They got. It was a crush thing too. I mean, very sad. Now I know you. Allu- hold on. I know you Illuminati, this is sidebar, Illuminati people got a lot of Illuminati shit to say. I ain't going to get into that today, but it does seem strange. There's a lot of occultic shit that surrounded this. I ain't saying that Travis is in no occult or something, but a lot of you entertainers are scaring the shit out of me because y'all be having up hand signs, y'all be covering your eyes and this shit like I am and you know when you read a little bit of the Golden Dawn, you know y'all I, y'all see, y'all seem like y'all be invoking uh what's your what's, what's your boy what's the boy's name what's his name what's his do it thou wilt uh what's his name Alistair Crowley I don't know what the hell y'all entertainers are doing out here. Hopefully you ain't sacrificing your soul and, and shit for some uh, for some some fame. <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. Okay, I mean, I even had a friend send the Jamanchi the number thing, and I I was freaked out. I was like, oh my god! Like, I just, is there people this sick in the world? Like to me, it seems like you bored if you're so sick that you are creating sacrifices and shit by numbers. Let me tell you something: never play in the devil's joy. He always ends up using you and throwing you back. Okay, throwing you out. No, not throwing you back. Throwing you out in the cold. He's not. But I digress. This is just a very interesting thing. We'll keep uh, listen, look at look at it with prayers to people who are in the hospital right now, still going through with this that, with this situation, and it's very sad on all ends, even for Travis because Travis could very well lose his career. You know, very well could. Okay. Also, this week, Britney Spears conservatorship ends. After more than 13 years. Now, Brittany, 
Daddy, you did the right thing. Pop, where you? Daddy, daddy, if you, daddy Spears, whatever, Jamie, whatever. You might not, I don't know if you was all of that or if you was doing some of the shit they were saying you was doing. I don't know if I believe all that. But one thing I do, I, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Because I do think this little this girl's a little touch. I, and this is not a bad thing. I think she's just got some problems that she needs a family, a good family member to keep keep intact. And I think the vultures want her. Because these, and the reason why I think the vultures want her, this is my personal opinion, because there was these big, massive, free Britney, free Britney, and all that stuff. That didn't seem like that was put together by some kids. That seemed like that was put together. It seemed like some other shit's going on. So I'd like to see Britney in the next 10 to 15 years. I'm hoping for the best for her. I'm sure they'll make it look like she's doing just fine and be, if she's not, even if she's not. But, Britney, be careful out here. If you ain't really got it together, you go back to your people who you trust and love. I don't know if it's your daddy, your family, or whoever, and try to keep your mind straight because there's people out here who will use your ass, okay? I would tell you to ask Michael Jackson. But Michael Jackson's in the cemetery right now. Huh? But you can probably go ask some Jackson. It says, uh, this is according to Yahoo News, after nearly 14 years, a Los Angeles judge terminated Britney Spears' conservatorship that has ruled her life, career, and finances. Hundreds of free Britney supporters cheered outside when the news of the decision broke, Carter Evans reports. Okay. Um, listen, I... I, I <laughs> I really don't know if it's a good thing. You know, because you can always look at somebody. Let me tell you, I'm I'm saying you can look in somebody's eyes sometimes. And a lot of these entertainers, they're real great at creativity. They're real great at uh, entertaining. I don't think Britney Spears is that great of a singer. But y'all say what it is, whatever it is out there. A lot of y'all like her. But... but a lot of these people have a lot of problems. And it's just not entertaining. It's, a lot of people in life have problems. Some people have uh, their bipolar extremely. Some people are extreme skits. I mean, it's a lot of mental illnesses. And people with mental illnesses sometimes need to be watched by loved ones who they can trust and everything to make sure that, you know, that they stay alive. Because a bunch of money can ruin them. Now, I'm just hoping y'all write about Britney Spears out in these streets. But I got a sneaky feeling. I don't wish nothing bad on her. I want her to do her best in life. But I don't think her daddy was that bad. I think they overhyped that situation. And I think that Britney has some issues. She's a grown-ass woman, too. I don't believe in, you know, if you don't, if don't grown people don't want you to have them, I don't believe in holding back their shit, giving back their money and everything and say, have at it. I know Debbie, if he was, if he's sincere, I can't say I know for sure Jamie Spears ain't, ain't crazy because he could be. But what I will say, if he's a sincere father, I know it's sad to let your cat child go. But you got to sometimes do it. Fat meat, what's the old folks used to say when I was a kid, uh, sometimes some folks don't believe fat meat's greasy. (laughs) That's what the old people used to say. 
And they say a hard head make a soft ass. Sometimes people got to find out fat meat is greasy and a hard head make a soft ass. And maybe that's what Britney Spears got to find out. And hopefully, in the midst of all this stuff they got in the entertainment business going on right now, she don't lose her life or anything to crazy craziness because of it. You know, I'm just hoping for the best for her. And that's all I'm going to say on that note. But, Brittany, you're a grown woman. You're getting ready to do grown things, and you're going to be all the way grown now. And you got a man. With, I mean, it's a lot of stuff going on there. But I wish her the best, okay? Um, in other news, the view. Hey, let me talk about the view yet. Sonny. Sonny Hostin says, the view needs a conservative voice but not one who spreads misinformation. Sonny, please, y'all Democrats be on there, Democrats and Republicans, be spreading misinformation on these talk shows all the time, both parts. Um, who are you to say what misinformation is? I bet the very thing you call it misinformation is not misinformation, okay? Like you are exempt from misinformation because you're a liberal. Sonny Halston is sharing her opinion on the best path forward to replace Megan McCain on The View and address the allegations of her former co- her former co-host made about the show's environment. Okay? Um, what she said, she said, the co-host and author of 53 acknowledged in a recent interview that the panel, I'm sorry I'm smacking in y'all ears. I mean, this cotton candy is really good. <laughs> um interviewed that panel compromised hosting Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Blair, and Sarah Haynes does need a really conservative voice, but not without some caveats. Right now, we still do not need do need a really conservative voice, Holston told the club in an interview published Thursday. I also believe it's really important to not have someone on the panel who spreads misinformation, who adheres to the big lies, who is an anti-vaxxer, because I think that's dangerous. Okay, so you, you have to agree with Sonny about vaccines. See what I'm saying? See, not the facts. You can't be anti-vaccine. It's, a, it's people who are anti-vaxxers with facts and not misinformation. See what I'm talking about? See how this is going? We need someone that will commit to independent and uh, and, and conservative outlooks. We don't need a. We don't need that voice, and we need someone that's not a duplicate of anyone else on the panel. How's that? No, you know who I love to see on there. She gonna call some shit, and she ain't gonna be on there for long. But I love to see it. You know who I like to see? Candace Owens. <laughs> I don't like everything that Candace says, my damn self. But. I think it would be interesting seeing her with all them because she ain't going to back down. Not one thing her crazy ass don't do. She don't back down. I don't agree with everything Candace says, but sometimes Candace can say some really smart things. But it be interesting, okay? Uh, but I, you know what? I do believe they're toxic because they think, see, Hollywood uh, takes the people who are liberal. And... It causes them to be a little arrogant. You know, we want someone that uh, that doesn't spread misinformation. Like, y'all don't spread half the misinformative things. I like to see how many things y'all have said that has been misinformed. Okay. 
They want people on there that agree with them, that are, um, submit to them. That's what stuff I hate about MSNBC. I hate that about Fox. I hate those type of things when they have people, liberals on, who adhere, who calm down because they're on a majority conservative, you know. Or uh, some, you know, Fox is getting better with that. Like on the five, they got some people like Harad, people who will fight back and stuff like that. But I hate when they have a weak person from, or, you know, that's on the other side, okay? Uh, you know, they need to have Sonny, a person on there with their own damn opinion and who will challenge your ass, okay? And 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 everybody don't have misinformation. You're not the queen of saying who got misinformation, who's misinformative or not, okay? Because I know your ass probably say misinformative things. Really, seriously, okay? So, yeah, it will be interesting to see um, who they will uh, bring on on uh, The View, okay, um, for the new conservative voice, okay? But they want ratings. I suggest getting so. Because <laughs> I turn, I tune in to see that shit. <laughs> the arguments that the, that will be had. <laughs> oh my gosh! Will we get back? I ain't talked about Joe yet, but I'm about to. I only said a little bit about his low ratings. But I'm about to talk about Joe giving out four hundred, trying to give out four hundred fifty thousand dollars to illegal immigrants. Carlotta, you're supposed to say migrants. No, they're not citizens, illegal immigrants. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about the racism in the road. Okay, we're going to talk about that, the statement that was said. Shantae Moore. Shantae Moore is out in these streets about to get married. Child, it's who she's getting married to that surprised the shit out of me. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about that when we get back. And we're going to talk about Nick Cannon's new show. And what did y'all do to Nick Cannon? I want to know what happened to my old Nick. You know, like old Kanye, like what the hell happened to old Nick, okay? And we're going to talk about Jeff up here talking about humans are going to inhabit space. See, that's why his ass is out there already in space trying to fly to space because he's trying to, to get he trying to get the land to sell y'all. He, you know what I'm saying? They, they threw, you know, back in the day they would explore territory, the rich male, rich white men. Now rich white men are trying to explore space. So they can take land and space. They trying to sell you out of the universe. Don't you these bitches something? <laughs> We're going to talk about Will's new memoir. Will's out here talking. Will, I love you. Will, Will, I love the Smiths. I'm sorry, y'all, because the Smiths, let me just say this. They got a lot of heart. <laughs> they got tired of y'all talking shit about them undercover, so now they just bringing out all they shit. <laughs> Oh, you got to love it. You got to love it. And my boo, my bae, y'all know I call him bae, Maxwell gets a new deal with BMG. I'm surprised, Maxwell. You know what? I feel like I'm psychic. I do. Because I was on the treadmill and I was listening to Maxwell. I was like, hmm, what if Maxwell changed labels? Damn it. And he changed labels. Now I'm surprised about that. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Maxwell is changing labels after all these years. Hmm, interesting. Maxwell's going to be on BMG, so we're going to talk about that. 
Oh, so much more. Jay-Z got inducted into the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before his wife. Isn't that strange? But I digress. <laughs> oh, they just probably give away them Hall of Fame things for so much money. Anyway, <laughs> since we're going to be, uh, we're going to have, what is it, uh, Stephanie Mills and uh, and Shaka Khan in a versus, in a, was it this week coming up? Let's listen to, oh, this is an old one by Shaka that I used to really love, okay? Love you all my lifetime. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a minute, y'all, okay? <laughs> yeah.
Yes, that is Keep Away Girls. Oh, school Stephanie Mills. I love that one. And for that Shaka Khan, love you all my lifetime. It's the CC Show. I am Carlotta, and I am back in these streets with the news. Okay. What are we talking about first? Should we start with Joe? Joe Biden? Joe Biden trying to, you know what? First of all, let me just say this. Is everybody ready to admit? Are you people out here who was caping for Joe Biden? Are we really, are we ready to admit the truth right now? I mean, are we? Are we are we ready? Can, can y'all do it? Do, do y'all want to admit that he Joe Biden ain't shit? <laughs> I mean, he he don't even want to discuss reparations. But yet, reparations for traditional Black America. But listen, here we go from the Daily Mail. Biden defends migrant compensation payments he called garbage a few days ago. This is a this was written last week. I'm late on the story because I wasn't here. But it says says families separated at the border deserve some kind of compensation, but has no idea if it will be as much as four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, let me get this. Okay. People cross the border illegally. I'm sad about some of the circumstances they are in in their home country. But they crossed the border illegally, broke the law, and because they were separated from their families, they should get some sort of pay. Now, this makes me go back to look at the people in jail right now, because there are thousands of black people in jail right now that have been separated from their families from breaking the law and who had extenuating circumstances for breaking that law. Should they get some sort of compensation too? I mean, you know, and not to mention the ancestors, the uh, I mean, the uh, the the descendants of slaves who were for over two hundred years enslaved in a the country, then had to deal with a hundred more years of discrimination and Jim Crow. But we can't get no pay. We don't deserve no kind of pay. But illegal immigrants who broke the law get to come over here and get a pay. Does that make some sense to y'all? Does that make any damn sense? Biden was speaking to a press conference, according to the Daily Mail, touting the passage of his $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill when he was asked about the payments. Biden was forceful saying he would try to get payments to those families, criticizing former President Donald Trump's board policy. Donald ain't got nothing to do with this. They try to find, they just mentioned Donald just to get people. They're so crazy. He's so crazy. Uh, you deserve some kind of compensation no matter what the circumstance, he said, the separated families. What that will be, I have no idea. Last week it was revealed that the officials from the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, and Health Human Service are considering payments. The Home Civil Liberties Union, which represents separated families, has identified about 5,500 children separated from parents at the border. The total potential payout could cost $1 billion or more. Now, ain't this some bullshit? What about the slave, our ancestors? We were separated from our continent. We were separated from our families, cut off from our history. Fought to America for over 200 years, treated like dirt, like shit. 
given the scraps to live on. People calling us their property. We're human beings and they're calling us our property, raping. Raping men and women, beating men and women. What kind of terrible, atrocious shit. If you ever read some of the slave stories accounts, some of the shit these sick motherfuckers used to do, feeding, using babies when they had too many slaves. Oh, using babies as alligator bait. Black babies when they had too many allegedly taking babies and filling them up when they had too many black filling up with tubs and drowning babies. Oh, you should hear some of those stories from slavery early. Atrocious. Not to mention the hundred years of Jim Crow and segregation. Hangings in the South. Government sanctioned discrimination. A nerve. Black people who voted for him, you ought to be you ought to be sitting there saying, What the fuck? You should be mad as fuck. He won't even discuss. I remember he said in Tulsa that reparation oh, don't worry about that. something like that to them about talk about reparations. If this ain't enough to piss you the fuck off, I'd rather see Don I'd rather have Donald Trump ten times than this. You gotta know what the fuck Donald Trump is, this bum ass. Nobody should be justifying his ass, his old, sleepy, tired ass for nothing, okay? He's okay with paying people who are not even citizens money, but the descendants of slaves who are citizens who built the fucking nation can't get, whose ancestors built the nation, can't get the pay. Can't get the pay. They are they. Their ancestors are de- deserved. How dare he? Y'all should be shamed. Y'all should vote. Y'all should toss him out on his head. He should be voted right out. Any black person out here saying something about they gonna vote for? I, I, I love you, but I'm ignoring you. I'm. So, I know you gonna be you crazy. Ridiculous. Bullshit. Don't want to pay black people. And let a black person break the law. It's extenuating circumstances out in these streets, Joe, when you made the crime bill. And black a lot of black men went to jail for for selling drugs and drug usage. You put a lot of drug addicts in jail. These people didn't have money to feed their family. They had to resort to the streets. Just like these immigrants had to resort to breaking the law and crossing the border. You gonna pay them? Separate them from their families? Are we gonna pay? Are we paying? Social media in a tizzy after White House briefing discusses discusses racism built into the road. Now, I heard a lot of white people on the five. You know, I watch the Fox. I watch all these those crazy shows. I like the five, but they kind of racist in some of the things they say because they don't understand some of the shit they be saying. 
So let me read this article real quick. It says, Transportation Secretary, this is according to New York Post. It says, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, I can't say his name, sparked a snark field social media delete on Monday after he was asked how racism is built into the roads and could be deconstructed during a daily White House press briefing. After fielding questions, um, see, hold on, guys, here. There he is. Okay. After uh, fielding questions about the bipartisan infrastructure bill that was passed by Congress last week, Butale Giger was the West News was pressed on racism in infrastructure by April D. Ryan, a White House correspondent for the GRIO. Can you give us the construct of how you would deconstruct the racism that was built into the roadways? Ryan asked uh, Giger, referencing a previous article from the GRIO on the topic. Can you talk to us about how that could be deconstructed? I'm still surprised that some people were surprised when I pointed to the fact that if a highway is built for the purpose of dividing a white and black neighborhood or if an, an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids, you know, they always like to throw in the Spanish. I'm sorry, you know, no offense, but all of this was about, you know, a lot of racism, you know, people got racism against them, but black people, black America was mostly for who a lot of these things were built for, but I'll talk about that, uh, to, the, to a beach, or that would have been in New York, was designed to, too low for it to pass by the by that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. I don't think we have anything to lose by confronting the simple reality, he added. And I think that we have everything to gain by acknowledging it and then dealing with it, and which is why the reconnecting communities, the billion dollars, is something that we want to get to work on right away. Now, Listen to Democrats. I'm going to talk about their ass in a minute because they want to give a billion dollars to some old shit, but they can't. They don't want to give a billion dollars to the people, to the black, to black people who have been wrong. But they want to. I mean, they want to go back and fix bridges. And I'm going to tell you why they want to fix them bridges. It ain't because they want to help black and Puerto Rican people, black people especially. I mean, I'll tell you why. Especially the descendants of slaves. The exchange was meant with scorn by conservatives like Senator Ted Cruz. The words were racist. He he uh, tweeted, "We must get get rid of roads." You see, the Hispanics are. You see, we Hispanics are very very tired. We need rich woke Dems to raise the bridges for us. He said in a follow up tweet, "Without Pete considering help, there's no way we can get to the beach." Okay. See, well, Hispanics didn't have to deal with the kind of race talking shit Ted Cruz. See, conservatives. That's what's the problem with conservatives. Conservatives don't believe there is. They like they know they know there's racism, but they like to lie and say there isn't. They like to gaslight light black people, and 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 liberals like to overcompensate black people with lies and don't really do nothing for black people for the trouble that they have. They, well, they don't overcompensate. They like to overcompensate with lies to black people about what they're gonna do, but they never do. So you got two groups, two white supremacist groups lying to you, okay? So you got one white supremacist group over here telling you, hey, what racism in a row? It was very much dividing lines, things made to keep black people out of certain neighborhoods and shit like that. Yes, they did that shit. You can read about that shit. There's uh, There's all kind of books on that. They did it. And I don't know why it's so fucking hard to believe anybody who would put up a white water fountain and a black water fountain fountain is capable of some heinous shit. Anybody who would hang black people for just looking at a white woman is capable of some heinous shit. Anybody who would enslave... Anyway, 
had a sense. But let me tell you why I disagree with the Democrats, him trying to use that billion-dollar structure so they can spend money. The reason why they want to spend the money on the fucking roads now is because most of those neighborhoods now are starting to be gentrified and inhabited by white people. Of course you want to fucking fix the, fix the roads now, Democrats. Because ain't no black people hardly in the neighborhoods no more. Most of the neighborhoods, black people have moved and have been gentrified out of their damn neighborhoods. So now you want to address the structures of racism and the problems of racism. A bunch of bullshit. These Democrats are so, they the worst. At least the Republicans let you know where the fuck they stand. But these Democrats, lying, acting like they not white supremacists, are total white supremacists. More than the Republicans, in my opinion. He want to fix the roads now. Yeah, and April Ryan and them are Democratic opposites, so they go for that shit. So how are you going to deconstruct the roads? No, bitch, most of the, the roads in, the, in these neighborhoods, in these black neighborhoods in across the country have been gentrified, including New York fucking city. So what the hell are you talking about? There's no more. The only reason you want to fix the roads is because there's more white people living in those areas. Shut up. Oh, shit. Black people, we are surrounded by enemies. That's why I say we can't have no friends. We, we don't vote for people for friendship. The Democrats ain't our friends. We vote for people for uh, making chess moves and moves. We, we got to cut that bullshit. We can't cut this bullshit out. People, these people are crazy. Interesting. What else is in the news? Are we going to talk about Nick yet? Or Shante? Okay. Before we... Okay, let's let's talk about Jeff before we get to Shante and Nick. (laughs) Jeff Bezos, humans will live in space. Earth will only be for vacation. Wow. (laughs) They plan on getting rid of Earth already, huh? Jeff Bezos, according to TMZ.com, is a super smart guy. So you just can't dismiss what he says out of hand. But this one is mind-bending. Bezos thinks planet Earth is going to be more like Disneyland in the future rather than home base. Rather than home base. In other words, he doesn't think people are going to be inhabiting the planet full time. Rather, it will become more like a vacation destination. So listen, these bitches are already telling you they're trying to run away, okay? Okay? That's what they're trying to do. But Earth is spiritual, okay? You can't just run out into the universe. All of it's spiritual. All of it's God. You just can't run away and be a more territory, ruin something, and then run away and try it. But that's a whole other story. Bezos spoke at the Ignatius from D.C. that suggested outer space will be where humans will live. He talked about floating space cities that are so massive that contain forests, wildlife, rivers, the works. He also said all manufacturing will be performed in deep space. <laughs> Tell you what he, he's telling you what they're trying to do. See, that's why they're exploring space. And we talked about this a few weeks ago on the show. I mean, a couple, maybe now it's been a couple of months on the show. And I said we, white men used to, they, they would roam for territory in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s. But now they asked us is out here exploring space and looking for other worlds, trying to be the first one to land on Mars and, and take some shit and own it and sell it back to you. 
some shit that ain't there. Just like Columbus came to America and started selling shit. I mean, the and England and Europe started taxing on shit that wasn't there. Okay, uh, it's almost like he drew inspiration from William Shatner's character in Star Trek, which may partly explain why Shatner hitched a ride recently on Blue Origin. And ever the comparator, he took a shot at Elon Musk by saying it's way more likely these colonies will float in space rather than settle on Mars. As for Earth, well, as he said, it will just be a place you visit. That way you visit Yellowstone National Park, okay? Based on so the crowd, over centuries, many people will be born into space. It will be their first home. It's brave new out out of this world. See, this is why God, see, you know what? I understand the story now in the Bible. Sometimes I couldn't understand the story. There's a story of Nimrod in the Bible, Nimrod, uh, the great warrior. And Nimrod was telling the people, you know, let's all come together and we can build a tower up to God and that we will be like God. And they that was a mistake trying to be like God. And God said, whoo. God said, wait a minute, I got to break them up because we're, together they can do anything. And I said, that's how powerful I made you. But I got to break you up if you think you're about to be me. And what God did, we spread people from every language and different things. I got to read that story. It's an interesting story. And I always just say, God, why don't you do that? But now I understand. Because of fuckers like Jeff Bezos, okay? <laughs> you trying to, they trying to get, they trying to take space now. See how crazy, dude, we so crazy. We humans are so crazy. We want to mess, you want to fuck up Earth and now go fuck up space. Ain't this some shit? Fuck up Earth and now go fuck up space. Ain't that some shit? Do you think God going to let you, you can't even take care of Earth good. You think God's about to let you go expand your ass out into the universe? When you ain't even take, took, had great dominion over Earth, humans are something else, ain't we? We something else. I know God be sitting back saying, he be like, wow, the <laughs> <For> audacity. <laughs> they can't even take care of Earth good. Talk about Earth about to be a Disneyland, and they want me, they want to send their asses out in the space and start ruining Mars and Jupiter and shit. What kind of bullshit. God don't cuss like that, but I do. If I was God, I'd be saying, what kind of shit is this? That's why God is grace. God's got grace and mercy. That's why I'm not a God. Because I I don't, I wouldn't have no grace and mercy on y'all. I'd be ready to, I don't care. Let's just put the fire. Let's say no more water but fire this time. Let's just start the fire right now. I'd be Thanos up in here. Give me the rings. Give me the rings. <laughs> Thank God we have a merciful God, right? Crazy. Oh, my God. That's just a crazy story. Shante Moore. Hey, Shante. Shante, one of my favorite singers, too. I love Shante. Shante the singer, but uh, Shante is getting married again, y'all. What's this be? Shantae's third marriage, it was Kadeem, who I think she'll always be kind of in love with. She she always been kind of in love with him. Then the second one was Kenny Lattimore, okay? Third one surprised the hell out of me. Shantae Moore and former BET executive Stephen Hill announced engagement. Okay, this is according to Newsbreak.com. It says Shantae Moore has got a man at home, and he's a very familiar face. The singer uh, went public with her relationship with former BT president of programming, Stephen V. Hill, 
during a trip filled with uh with sun saying and good vibes. He turned sixty on Tuesday and I guess they you know, they I mean this was last couple of weeks ago and they announced that they were getting married. Now, I think a lot of people were shocked about this. Very shocked. Because you know, hey, like I'm I'm gonna just address can we just address the elephant in the room? Shit. Leave it to my ass to address the elephant in the room. I have to get quiet for this because I need to think, should I, how I'm going to address the elephant in the room? I, I thought, that shit, I don't want to ruin nobody's nuptial shit. But I thought, I just thought Stephen Hill was gay. I didn't know Stevie. No, I'm not trying to be funny. Y'all, no, no, no. I know. I hear y'all talking about Carlotta. You ain't. No, 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 no. I, for years, I did not know Stephen Hill was straight. I thought Stephen Hill was gay. I thought it was just, I just, that's what I get for assuming. Shit. I just assume. And Shante, Shante, I mean, after Kenny Lattimore, the shit with Kenny Lattimore, I'm not saying Kenny Lattimore is gay, but there was some implications. Even from Shantae, kind of, allegedly, that Kenny. And so I'm just kind of surprised here that she. That she went with another man who I, I assume, and, and a lot of people assume, because a lot of people was like, huh? Because a lot of people thought, Stephen Hill, I'm sorry. I thought you, I thought the whole time that Stephen Hill, like, was gay. Maybe he's. Maybe he bought me. I don't know, but I thought that he was gay. But, but a lot of people think that about a lot of people in Hollywood, you know? You know, people think that about a lot of people. Shit. I mean, like, if me and Denzel was about to get married and y'all thought Denzel was gay, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be saying, I'm still marrying Denzel up in these streets. <laughs> no, seriously, y'all. I mean, a lot of people thought that. So I'm go- sorry, Shantae, but I got to address for my listeners the elephant in the room because I know they what they all thinking, and they ain't going to say it. They're going to be all like, Stevie, you ain't Stevie, okay? All of them going to say it, and they're going to think about you and Kenny. When Kenny Lattimore allegedly, but Kenny Lattimore remarried another woman, so it's, uh, Kenny Lattimore is not gay, okay? But a lot of people have thought that over the years. And, and Shantae, when they, during their breakup, kind of, you know, you know what happened. I'm not gonna go back through that, but y'all, y'all can look it up, Google. And so it shocked me when it, I was like, Stephen Hill. Okay, congratulations, y'all. You know we surprised every day by some stuff. I gotta address the elephant in the room. I'm real. I keep it real like that. I got to, cause everybody's thinking it. It don't want to say it, but I got. I'm gonna say it. Okay. Okay. Good. Y'all look cute. Y'all cute together. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And Shantae, you deserve love. Shantae been through so much. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Huh? No, don't, don't, don't. I, I hear y'all talking about. No, no, no. I am not being mean. I have to address, because y'all was all thinking. Okay? Don't get cute. Y'all all was thinking it, okay? We're not going to get cute up in these streets and act like I'm the only one out here in these streets that thought, that didn't think, that thought Stephen Hill was, was gay. 
I thought Stephen Hill was gay. I, I've been, I never assumed anything different. I, and that's what I get. What is assu- assuming makes an ass out of you and it makes an ass out of me? See, that's what I'm at. I'm going to ask about just to make that assumption. And here he is getting ready to get engaged. I mean, he's getting ready to marry one of the most beautiful women in show business. Shout out to Stephen Hill and Shanta. I, I thought that. I just thought it. <laughs> y'all trying to try to y'all trying to get me. What y'all do to Nick? I I just what is going on? What happened to Nick Cannon? Oh God! What? Where's my Nick Cannon? You know when y'all like to say celebrities out here, y'all say that it's the clone. My mama be talking that shit. I be telling my mama, you quit to listen to these two people. You you listen to too many YouTube people. You sure that's the real Maxwell, or is that a clone? <laughs> you know that ain't really uh 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 that ain't really uh Janet Jackson no more over there. That that's somebody else. You, I love the clone. Boy, that, that YouTube become those. My mother has become a YouTube. I she she believe everybody clones and stuff like. That. <laughs> oh Lord, oh, Nick though, Nick might be a clone because I don't know what happened to my Nick Cannon who used to be like just you know so smart and and and, and what he you know he suggests the right things. He's like the like like on schedule to look like he was gonna be the next kind of not Will Smith but like Will you know the career tra- trajectory. But now I'm not so sure where Nick is anymore. The talk show has been so far a complete disaster. It, it, it seems like it's getting better though, a little better. The longer he stays on, it might get a little bit better. But the first couple of weeks was like woohoo! I think they say he had less than five hundred thousand viewers. That's not good for TV. But it says out of pocket players. Nick Cannon said before he's single has a slice of said he's he's single. Uh, Nick Cannon said this according to Boston.com, He's single has a slice of cheese before revealing his favorite of his four baby mamas to Andy Cohen. Oh, my God. Nick Cannon's relationship meteor rhetoric seems to get wilder and wilder as he ages. The 41-year-old daytime talk show host played a game of plead the fifth with television producer Andy Cohen for the Nick Cannon show, and some of the things he revealed were completely out of pocket. Although we can assume if you've been following Nick's fatherhood journey, you wouldn't be too shocked by his answers, okay? During uh, the conversation with Andy, Nick revealed that he's single, has a slice of cheese. I can see why. And Nick immediately followed up with the declar- uh, declaration by revealing who his favorite baby mama is out of the four he has had seven kids with. There's Mariah Carey. Poor Mariah. Mariah, I know you never thought you'd be put into this stack of randoms. No offense to the other girls, but compared to Mariah, you know. Okay, you all have your own beautiful vibe, I'm sure, but, you know, Mariah is Mariah. (laughs) Uh, Mariah Carey, Brittany Bell, Abby De La Rosa, and Alisa Scott. Not shying away from the question, Nick answered, I got this. I ain't scared of you, Andy. My favorite baby baby mama is the next one. Oh, Jesus. I don't think that was a good answer, Cora responded. (laughs) 
Nick did re uh re expounded on his answer, revealing that any of the baby mamas from his past suitable uh, it from his past is a suitable candidate candidate to have more children with. So technically they could be next. Y'all wanna hear Nick say it. I need to let y'all hear Nick say it. We got the audio. Jesus, what is going on with him? Oh, let's listen to Nick Cannon. Okay. Who is your favorite baby mama? Trifling hoes. No, that's not right. That's not right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't call nobody. No. Forgive me. Okay. If you young ladies, even Mariah, you too. Mariah ain't that. I hope Mariah ain't that crazy. Shit. Well, Mariah's too old. But for the rest of you, help Well, she's not all the way too old. Because technically, she could, she, she could shoot out another one. But for the rest of you, him, if you have a baby with this man after he said the next one and technically the, 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 either one of them is suitable to be my, could be my next one, if you have, if you give, you're just not smart if you give this man another child. Unless he's putting a ring on it. So at least he can have the estate when his, when his ass dies. It's just a shit. You know, and one thing I can say, at least Nick Cannon is actually being like a lot of male celebrities. A lot of male celebrities won't admit what Nick Cannon is just trying to be and he's just up there doing. You know, a lot of and I mean, I actually saw one male celebrity that act like he didn't know if he had any kids. I talk about this all the time. I won't say who it was. But they, he was on a show, and he was asked a question by a talk show host, and he was like, she was like, you, you don't have any kids, right? He was like, he gave, a, he gave a sigh. He said, well, there were a few, I think he said, cold calls. <laughs> I said, what the hell? How you have a few cold calls? But some of them turned out to not be right. And then he was getting himself more and more in, and she realizes the talk show person who was asking the question and kind of came in and saved his ass. But I was like, what the fuck? Hey, like, you got to think about it? <laughs> it was a few clothes. Nick's just telling it. I just got a bunch of, I just be screwing a bunch of women with condoms out here. <laughs> and in the era of HIV, COVID, uh, super gonorrhea, 
and all this shit. I'll just be out here screwing chicks randomly. Nick is telling, living in this truth, okay? But there's a lot of other motherfuckers out there that's lying, that's not living, and, and, they, and they be fancy and don't be looking like Nick, but it's a lot of Nicks and Futures out here. Future living in this truth, okay? But it's a lot more Nicks and Futures, okay? He was like, huh? I had a few close calls. I was like, a few fucking close calls? What the fuck does that mean? I mean, he couldn't even answer. Like, I was like, you know, and some of them worked out. Some of them didn't. Like, it was weird. It was the weirdest answer I have ever heard. And so me, a person like me, because I listened to it, I listened to your ass. And I was like, I was like, I bet he got a bunch of baby mamas. Hiding. He hiding somewhere. Because when you say somebody else, you close calls like he, he damn oh you, you just running around here randomly digging people down with those condoms <laughs> nick is sad shit i miss nick cannon remember when nick cannon was a good catch not no more i i tell girls to stay run far away run 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 unless he's getting ready to give you the full uh, uh scope. But then I don't know if you really get the what would you get with the full scope because now he got like seven kids. Like I mean, how much estate can you split? You know, like you got to divide it seven ways. So let's say you you get married to Nick. Nick finally say you know because they say he he said he on a celibacy journey now. That's the last thing this Negro said. This Negro is trying to save his talk show. <laughs> but he said he was on a celibacy journey. Okay. So let's say that during this celibacy journey, you happen to get Nick to wipe you up. Now, technically, you want to give Nick some kids, okay? Because you're like, okay, I'm the wife. I got him. I know yes, seven, but I want to have some babies up in here with Nick. I mean, he got seven already, so you had to count them out, maybe about two or three. And that's 10. The, uh, the estate is being split in 10 ways. It's a lot to think about, girls. Do you want to waste your, your nice, clean wound on somebody who already got seven babies or who had a lot of close calls? <laughs> a hot mess in these streets. Nick Cannon and the talk show is going and he's trying he's trying to play down that he's had all these kids because they've obviously told him, Hey, this is this is not good. You know, daytime plays to women. And you're looking like a womanizer out here and that's all that's why he's all suddenly talking about my therapist said I should be celibate and let me I'm gonna be celibate to two thousand twenty two. right. That's all to save the show. I see what you're trying to do, Nick, out in the streets. Okay. Nick Cannon, just, it's a hot mess over. It's just a lot of stuff. It's a lot going on with Nick. Hey. Yeah. Just having babies. Just out here. Just randomly having babies. Will Smith. Well, you did a good job in King Richard. Will did that. Can I just say that? Will, you did that. Okay. Um, I told y'all what the deal was with Will and Jada, right? We talked about this. 
a month and a half ago. You know, that Jada is the chick that is, she's Will's, she's Will's excitement. You know, like Will's, 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 uh, Will is a dude who likes, what, I think he's a Gemini rising. Will likes a lot of, you know, like, like the other day, I think they had, he had a picture where he was sitting up on top of this thing in the sky, like way up several flights or something like that. I mean, it was crazy. And somebody, and Jesse Jeff was asking him, is that real or whatever? Will likes the thrill, like the thrill and adventure and, and, you know, shit, risk of shit, jumping off of planes. And Jada is his everyday life risk, right? Jada is Will's, what I say? Uh, 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 what's the game? Uh, 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 Vegas gamble when you got the last $100 for your name. Jada is Will's jump out of a plane. With no parachute. You know what I'm saying? Hoping you're late. <laughs> oh, let me love that girl. And it's probably cheaper to keep her. <sighs> Are we ready to talk about Will this week? I mean, there was just a lot of shit going on, Will. I mean, Will was addressing so much shit that King Richard got lost. I was like, damn. I mean, every week there was something coming out about him and Jada's ass. (laughs) I mean, it was something every, I mean, just, I I felt like I had a Will and Jada timeline. Like, it was just so much stuff going on. We'll address Will and Jada one more time. You know, because I feel like y'all don't understand the situation here. Okay, so um, here's the deal. Where are we at? Uh, uh oh. Wait a minute, I just saw something else. Oh snap! Okay, we got to read that story. Hold on. Okay, there's a story I just seen. Okay, we'll talk about Will and Jada in a minute. Hold on. What? Oh, oh, did that happen? Man, you crazy out here doing that with Lee Kravitz running around here. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll go to that in a minute. Hold on. Will Smith, let's go. Let's go. Should we go to Will Smith? I just saw a story on Ronson Smith, and I'm like, huh? Oh, man. They saying Lisa Bonet's ex might, I mean, new brother might be creeping down these streets. Wow. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna we we we'll get to that. We're gonna get let's let's, let's go ahead and talk about Will for a second. Will Smith engages in an emotional conversation with Ava DuVernay on LA book tour stop. You know Will's going around selling this book. Now I don't know if he's talked about Dwayne Martin. All y'all asking about has he talked about Dwayne. I ain't read the book yet, so I, I don't know if there's a chapter on Dwayne Martin in it. It should be a chapter. Manda said we done heard all this shit he talking about on, on on red table talks already about Tupac. You know he done he done addressed a number of issues this week. This week he talked about being jealous of Tupac. You know he addressed that on red table talk because you know Jada listen 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 Jada loves Tupac. And a lot of people were saying, I was listening to Tasha K the other week, and I had to disagree respectfully with Tasha K. She was talking about this, you know, when she don't you can't believe that Jada didn't have sex with. With 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 Tupac, maybe 
But I don't believe she did. And let me tell you why, because she's a Virgo. Well, she's got, like, I think she's got a, she got some things in Virgo. I forget. And Virgo women, I'm a Virgo moon. Virgo women will make the decision sometimes, especially if you're too into someone. Like, I think Jada was with Tupac. She might have seen Tupac as a weak weakness for her, meaning that if she had gotten sexually involved with Tupac, that it would have changed the trajectory of their relationship. It would have uh, caused him to have an undue influence over her and possibly ruin her. Like, I'm telling you, my Virgo moon, I know I do shit. Like, I do things like in my life when I was single and young, I'd be doing shit. I'd be, I'd be sizing people. I'd be like, nah, this, this, he seems like Tupac, a dude like Tupac would seem like a risk for me. I'd be like, Tupac's ass is a risk. And not because Tupac ain't fine and he ain't, a tra- he wasn't fine and he wasn't attractive and he wasn't smart and brilliant. But he had a lot of fucking problems. And Virgo women, sometimes too much, okay, too much will address things. But a lot of Virgo women will nitpick that. They'll be like, mm-mm, I'm not getting involved with this. And I believe Jada could have did that but held a torch for him. And I believe she understood that torch of Tupac not ever getting it kept him has a, a kept him like glorifying her in his eyes. Okay, so I believe there was some manipulation to that too. So it's a possibility that Jada could have never had it. But Will said he's been jealous of Tupac. It's hard when you're jealous of a ghost, okay? It's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's hard out of these streets. And Will, you know, Jada done talked about the sex life. She said, you know, they, you know, basically she was kind of saying, you know, Will wasn't doing this for it. I mean, why would you tell people that? I don't know. <laughs> she didn't say it like that, but she kind of said it. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, don't tell nobody that. I mean, it's, just, I, it's a lot. And she wouldn't be alone because a lot of y'all women out here, people don't, a lot of women fake orgasms, okay? So don't, don't be trying to knock Jada. I like the Smiths because the Smiths are not letting y'all tell their story no more. They coming out here telling every damn thing that they possibly can. <laughs> Dwayne Martin. <laughs> they putting it all on the line. Oh, my goodness. So it says, Smith's nationwide book tour began in his native Philadelphia. Did he travel to Brooklyn, Chicago, and Los Angeles before he, he heads to London? It was uh, a night of storytelling, laughter, performance, and even tears. Uh, the night opened with the trailer for King Richard Smith's latest role. That's what, you know, he did this very smartly by putting out King Richard. It's a hero's journey, an epic tale, Devernay said to the, of the book, which was written by Smith in collaboration with Mark Manson, author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. According to Smith, Manson helped with structure and found an emotional shape to the narrative of my life, the actor said. The book tracks my journey from fear to love. Metaphors turned tangible life lessons were in abundance throughout the conversation. Smith shared one memory which starts the book where his father, a military man who focuses on discipline, led the household, tore down the front wall to his shop, and enlisted Smith and his younger brother to rebuild it brick by bit. Over time, I started focusing on the wall, uh, made it that on the wall, made it seem like an impossible task, Smith said. But when you bring your mind down to laying one brick perfectly, you can have fun in the moment. The lesson has carried him through a career that has been met with dizzying highs and depression lows, all on the quest to become America's biggest movie star and perhaps most importantly, 
and most importantly, to understand himself, okay? Um, he's had so many things come out, I mean, this week, uh, namely him and Jada, uh, lots of things there. Uh, I feel like they're a non-traditional relationship. I don't even think Will and Jada got a marriage anymore, you know, and it's okay. It's okay. Some people, can I just say this? Some people just like being around each other, you know? And maybe Will and Jada's at that space in their life where they want to fuck other people, but they like still being around each other. We will, you know, we going to live together and shit. Like Jada said, you be on one end of the house, I be on the other end. But ain't nobody getting out of there. Remember she said that? (laughs) You got to be careful, Jada, because somebody will take that, uh, take that Will Smith, Will don't 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 get it twisted. I feel like they just like being around each other. I feel like they they sincerely like each other, and they probably have a lot of secrets with each other, including maybe Dwayne Moore. <laughs> well, if I was you, I'd address that elephant in the room. Address Dwayne Martin, even if you got to lie about it. I don't know what the truth is. But address that because that is, a, you know, that is something, you know, that people keep going back and forth with that. So if I'm you, I would definitely be like, you know what, I'm tired of it. And that would free you and Jada. I believe you and Jada would come into a sense of freedom with an addressing of Dwayne Morgan. You, Dwayne, and Jada need to sit down at Red Table Top. Now, that's the red table talk I want to see. So Wayne Morton, Tish ain't going to come. Tish, Tish ain't going to come. Tish, Tish ain't going to participate, I don't think, in the foolishness. But Dwayne Morton, Will Smith, and Jay. <laughs> and clear up these rumors out here in these streets. Clear it up. <laughs> the ratings will be blockbuster. Oh, I told him for that one. Now, please don't say it himself. Oh, Scorpio girls, what's going on, Scorpio, Scorpio? Lisa Bonet's husband called creeping. Y'all say it ain't so. This is according to Ronson Smith to be a radar online lawyer. You can't have him that fine. They not out here. This is gonna change. And man, you playing? You playing with that? That that that? that you playing in the way? <laughs> Don't play with that trick. That trick from Gemini over there. Oh, Lord, I hope it ain't true. This is from Radio Online. They said a 41-year-old action star was invited to an after party for Lady Gaga's film House of Gucci, while the pop star and her co-star Jared Leto avoided the event. Manoa made sure to celebrate enough for all of them. In photos, Manoa is seen leaving the spot while holding on to a friend as he walked to the car. The actor noticed the paparazzi and made sure to give them a show. Manoa stuck out his turn and posed for the camera as he appeared to, to struggle to maintain his balance. He was accompanied by a female companion and was seen whispering in her ear at one point. The walk to the car was difficult for Momoa, who almost lost his slide on shoes. Okay. Maybe he was just, you know, 
he might have just been giving y'all a show. He may be nothing to be serious. But you know what? I'm going to just say this, okay? Can I give y'all my true assessment, Lisa Bonet? I, I don't know. I could be wrong. But I saw an old interview of hers when I was watching something on Lenny Kravitz or something. They were showing an old interview. And Lisa Bonet, it was right after she broke up with Lenny Kravitz, like maybe a year or so afterwards, and Arsenio Hall was interviewing her. She looked so beautiful in this interview, too. She was young. And he asked her about Lenny Kravitz and he spent time with the kids and all that stuff, but the heartbreak in her eyes. Child, that Gemini fucked her up. Okay, she was like, I needed a year to just, you know, to myself, you know, you can see. I mean, oof, oof, oof. Ain't nothing can hurt. You, you can't get your stone now. So if Jason Momoa's out there cheating and fucking around, you stop, she's stone. She's stone. She ain't been through the work. That Gemini took her. Lord. Her eyes look like she looked like she was like she was hurt beyond hurt. You probably can't ever get her to that space again. She might even got an open relationship with that fool. I'm not saying that's what she got, but I'm just saying that could possibly be. Because you know why? Because she already experienced the heartbreak of heartbreak. So I ain't shit you can do at that point. <laughs> Get at her problem, because I saw it in her eyes. She looked toe up in that area. I was like, ooh. And it's a wonder. It's good that her and Lenny could get back to a place of friendship. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. You know, they said he was playing around with Madonna. Of all the people, I've been pissed off too. You know what I think it was? I think he loved her too much. And you know, some men try to ruin it once they love it. You know how I go. You know how I go. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. But Jason Manoa, if Jason Momoa's out in these streets playing around, you can trust me. I, I don't think she'd be just, I don't think he, I, it might hurt, but it probably, she probably stoned now after seeing that child. That's one thing I said, ooh, ooh. That, that one broke her. Because I never seen that interview. I was like, woo. She was, she was hurt. She was mad. She was like, she wouldn't even say. He would have came up to talk to her. She would have changed the out. <laughs> Back in them days. Woo. Interesting. What else I got to talk to y'all about? On these streets. It's so much. We've missed so much with each other. Okay. I'm eating and talking to y'all. I be fucking me. I'm so rude. I be smacking in y'all ear and stuff. Y'all be tired of me doing that. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Here's what we're going to talk about when we get back. We got to talk about Maxwell's deal with BMG. Is Megan Good and Devon Franklin still together out in these streets? Because a lot of people are saying they might be broken up right here. And then the FBI warning Jay-Z uh, about his uh his his emails and stuff like that. So that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna take a quick break. We get back. We're gonna talk about all that 
and more on the CC show. Meanwhile, here is uh, what's this baby face? As soon as I get home, I'll be back in a moment. I 
celebrity entertainment music news. Tune into the Carolina Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. Now that's a lot to ask for. That's a lot to ask for. Baby faces talking. Now that shit he's talking that's a as soon as I get home from work, I pay your rent, your faithful loving. As soon as I get home, I buy your clothes, I cook your dinner, and I'll give good love. Shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Faithy. I'm going to rush it. It's the CC Show. I'm quite out of air. I am back up in these streets. We are talking today. Hot topic. Sunday night. Y'all know it's the show's radical, I mean, r- random now. <laughs> right now, I'm excuse. It's not Saturdays so much. It's whenever I can get it in. So, sorry, I'm eating and talking to y'all at the same time. Well, not, y'all might be here snacking. <laughs> this show is one of them shows that we just don't give a shit. <laughs> okay? All right, so, let's get on to this news, these last couple of news stories here for y'all. Huh? Where is, is Megan Good and Devon Franklin broken up? It's y'all, y'all spreading rumors out here. Now, is it true? This is from Daily Dose O'Donnell News. It's saying media takeout. If, oh, media takeout. Oh, Lord. Media <laughs> information is listening to some very, uh, fairly sturdy rumors to recommend that, that to recommend that actress Megan Good and her pastor, uh, Secular advisor husband Devon Franklin could have broken up. We spoke to two folks within the uh, within the nose who informed us that Megan and her husband haven't been seen out collectively in months. And keeping with one insider who partied with Megan on Halloween, the attractive actress was not sporting her marriage ceremony ring and was just extraordinary, extraordinarily attractive. Well, she always dresses attractive. That doesn't mean nothing. And whereas Meg was party, uh, partying it, through up, it up throughout Los Angeles for the previous week, Devon seems to have been in Atlanta based on his IG red page. This is a pic of Megan at a, two completely different Halloween parties. Whoa, now that is kind of a I am single shit again. <laughs> this outfit, she got on. I mean, she wear a lot of wild outfits anyway, being married to a preacher. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because... Listen, I dress, I dress sexy sometimes being married. You know what I'm saying? But she's married to a preacher, okay? She, but this is real sexy. This is like, I am fucking single sexy. This is like, I'm all the way single. Like, this is, woo. And there's an extra MT, um, MT media takeout information that did a fast search of each Megan and Devon's ID page, and neither has posted an image of the opposite in virtually six months. It's an outstanding flip around for the couple. Only one year in the past, the pair have been virtually inseparable and throughout every, uh, every other social media pages. The truth is, the two went on a nationwide e-book tour and lecture sequence, MT, MTO information has realized. Then there's Megan's 40th birthday within the Dominican Republic. Republic. The breathtaking magnificence turn. Uh, turned 40 earlier this year, and she posted a pic from her birthday. And he or she did not present present Devon on any of the pics. However, she did present her girlfriends as if she was only a, on, he was only on a woman's journey. Mm. Wow. 
Am I surprised by this? No. But I'm like, y'all know y'all what time you y'all want me to blame Megan? Nope. I don't know whose fault it is. They, and it's probably both people. Hmm. Nobody's fault. And I, I heard some of the men's bloggers calling Megan is dry. You know, she's a crying, crying to say her. She's a hoe. You can't make a house. That's not what I'm going to say. Because I don't believe that. I don't know. Well, I don't know that. Here's what I will say. Megan seemed way out of Devon's league. But sometimes men try to marry these women after they leave. And you can't keep up with them. And I don't blame Megan for that. I blame him for that. Megan is a very fun girl. She shouldn't have to change who she is. Essentially, she, you have to adjust, but she shouldn't change the core of herself if she really isn't what, you know, to fit his narrative. You know, you got to find somebody to fit your narrative. And, you know, Javon, no. You were taking a really big chance. She's an actress. You trying to preach and all this and, and I don't know. I feel like that's a big chance. It's hard. And that's why for her. She got to deal with all them church folks talking about her outfits and her clothes and everything else. And, you know, and they are going to be because, you know, you married to a pastor. Mm. Well, he's not a pastor. He's a preacher. Like a motivational speaker preacher. <laughs> but it's a lot out in these streets for Megan to deal with. You got to be yourself. I mean, do you have to adjust that self when you marry? Somewhat. But I'll tell you what, if you adjust yourself too much, it is going to come out in the soft. Just that. And they, all married people can see. But you make it even harder in this situation. Like Megan, I'm not saying they separated or not, but I wouldn't be surprised. That's what I'm saying. Because she is like, you know, she's an actress. Even though he's the guy who works behind the scenes, which, you know, with, you know in, in the film industry. But Megan is up front. She's young. She's pretty. And she was kind of a party girl before, and I just don't know, you know, I mean, did it fit his narrative, Franklin? Did you ask her to stop partying? If she didn't have that experience to want to stop partying, eh, no, probably not. So I wouldn't be surprised. If this scenario has happened, okay, I'm going to be surprised if Megan and Devon have broken up. They gave it a shot. And, Megan, you gave it a shot. Yes, you did. You did. And I wouldn't blame Megan Good and call her no names and nothing like that. It's just she's going and she's a different vibe. And sometimes men like Devon and like to try to gamble on them different vibes. And you can't, I mean, it ain't for you. Now you got to give it back to the city. I ain't saying that in a mean way. 
And she got to give him back to the church. I'm not thinking that's what happened. But he looked by that look of the, looks of that outfit. And he wasn't nowhere around. <laughs> you know, not that I say women can't dress sexy. Because women can. Women should. But because that outfit looked like I'm through with your ass outfit. Woo-hoo. Woo! That's what it looked like. <laughs> Maxwell Inc's deal, new record deal with BMG. Okay, it says Maxwell has left his long time, this is according to rated R&B dot com, has left his long time label Columbia Records after 20, 20, how many years? 23 years to enter into, uh, is that 25 years? That's 25 years to enter into a multi-album global recording agreement with BMG. As part of the deal, the R&B legend will finally release his long-awaited album, Black Summer's Night, and other future LPs on his own imprint, news in partnership with the distribution company. In a statement, Maxwell, Maxwell said, I'm looking forward to the next chapter and new partnership with my label, Muse, BMG, and all that we can accomplish together. The sky is the limit. Okay. Maxwell is an iconic creator and cult of the culture. We're pleased to enter into a partnership with he and his company, Muse, Inc. And I said, uh, Tim Reed, BMG's SVP, uh, Senior VP, of a repertoire and marketing uh, recorded music. We look forward to being an integral part of the expansion of his artistry and brand moving forward, okay? Uh, that's good, Maxwell. You know what? I think change is always good. You know, change is good. I'm surprised that he made a change, though. You know? Like, listen, it, was it... Like, leaving the label, uh, 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 like, was it just a one-sided agreement? Was it as both, you and Sony both agreed to part ways? I don't know. I'm one because I'm surprised that you left Sony. But I get it. BMG's like the new kid. I mean, it's been around for a minute, but it's really making inroads. BMG's been making some, some, some kind of deals, like, you know, some interesting deals. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Hope it works out. Uh, night. They now they expect a night, Maxwell. I heard that. That's what they say. They expect night. And now Maxwell released last week up on his on his website. And for my birthday too. He put up a, a song that he, I guess it's gonna be a new song. He he said new music and it was called Out. I don't know. Is that the name of the new song? Now we ain't heard shit of the song yet. I guess they can, maybe you're going to hear the song at Soul Train Awards. I'm hoping we're going to hear the song at Soul Train Awards. Maybe that's what because he, he's saying there's a new song coming. Ow. Ow. I'm not laughing. He's saying Ow is the name of the song. It's interesting. It, he kind of had it, uh, like, uh, you know, one of the pictures, like when you take pictures, like, the, you know, when you have your pictures on Instagram, like that little thing. Like the uh, the focus lens, I don't know. It was kind of like with that, and it had off on it. So I'm interested to see what this song is gonna be like. Now I will say this, Matthew. Uh, 
were eating first. Let me get it out. Oh, damn, we got three minutes and 40 seconds left? Oh, shit, I got a story about Jay-Z. I'm going to have to do this in overdrive? Yes, I am. So maybe I say what I got to say to you in overdrive. I got a couple of minutes to say what I need to say. Um, I was trying to chew my Okay, here we go. Maxwell, uh, I okay be like Shane. What you mean? Huh, what you mean it can't be like Shane? It can't be like Shane. And what's the other song? What's the song he, he almost, what's the people where the bomb is blowing up? The, the video with the bomb and he got the baby mama and the baby and the, the pregnancy and then the, and the bomb come get him. Well, the end of the world song. Can't be like that one either. Can I tell some truth up in here? Are we ready? Uh-oh. Y'all like, whoa, you about to go say something to your face? Yes, I am. This is going to be nice. Kinda, kinda not. But I'm about to tell some truth. Meet me in overdrive. <laughs> For those of you who are listening on the phone, on the computer, I'm going to sign off. You're going to have to listen to the rest of the show on the archive. There will be a part two, but we're going into the overdrive right now. For those of you who are on the phone line, you can stay on and listen, and you will be able to hear it in live time, Okay. But thank you guys. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you guys for joining me this week and listening to the show. I know a lot of you were listening on the archive. I'm glad you guys are listening. Y'all have a wonderful week, and I will see you soon. <laughs> That's how I'm going to put this, okay? So since we talked about Maxwell, let's leave out with attention, okay? I'll be back in the overdrive in just a second, y'all, okay?
the sound of my voice, you are listening to the Archive Show. Shout out to the people who listen to the Archive Show. Remember, you can hit me up on Twitter at C Chatwood Show and on Twitter at Carlotta72. Follow both. Carlotta72, I'm hardly on, but it's my second account. And C Chatwood Show, okay? And then you can follow me on Instagram at Carly's underscore Galaxy. And then there's our Facebook page, which I'm on all the time. You can send messages and everything like that. The Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, okay? Uh, and that's where you can see the, a lot of the articles that I'm going to talk about on the show for the week. Okay, so when I was leaving out, I was talking about Maxwell and this BMG deal, my favorite artist. And I said I was going to have some things to say. I got to be honest. And it hurts me when I got to be honest with people. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all be saying I'm mean. And I don't be trying to be mean. I just be trying to be helpful around here. But what I was saying about Maxwell is that it cannot be like Shane. I like Shane. Shane was a good song. It was a decent song. But it wasn't enough. And the the what's the song? The bomb song? What's the song? The song where it was blowing up. What, the, what was it? We I forgot the name of the song. That's how much I paid attention to that song. Okay. <laughs> I mean the video was nice though. No, it wasn't nice. But if you was going to be spending their last moments and the world was ending, it would be with Maxwell singing to you. That would, that would be nice, okay? That's great. But however, <laughs> it can't be like that, son. Man, off has got to be right. It's too many. It's too many. These kids, these these new kids ain't playing with you. Kevin Ross ain't playing with that looking for love. I, I'm not, I know we ain't, you ain't in no competition. I know this was we're not in a competition. Maxwell's one of those ones. We're not in the, we're all great in our own way. You're not a fucking competition. It cannot be, Kevin Ross is not come to play. Looking for love is a jam, okay? It's too many R.B. artists out here. They got jams coming. They coming at you. They coming hard. And they coming with your style, Maxwell, your old style. <laughs> so you can't come out here with no bullshit. Night cannot be a bullshit. I, I don't want to scare him because they say he gets anxious and stuff, doesn't release albums because he gets nervous and shit about, you know, he starts perfecting. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Release the shit. All I'm saying is that we done waited a long time for this, okay? So I, I'm expecting you done, you, done put, you done put the song out. You just put off out. So I'm expecting this shit to be excellent, okay? I, and I will say if it's not. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell the truth. We need it to be fire. You know, put us through this trilogy shit every six or seven years. What is it? Every seven years we got a trilogy of release. Sonny was tired of this shit. Sonny was like, damn it. Give us the damn out. I probably got into an argument. I don't know. But all I'm going to say is when we get this night, Maxwell, I'm expecting a lot from you. I am. I, I can't lie. I always expect a lot from Maxwell because Maxwell does, is such a great artist. So I expect, like, him to do better. But I really – I know this is probably going to be a ballad field album, but the next one, we, I mean, we, I mean, we need to have some up-tempo beats and stuff like that. Something's going on. Bruno Mars ain't out here playing with y'all ass. I mean – the prince of R&B to come through. Mm-hmm. The heir to Marvin Gaye to show up. Damn it. 
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.